そうと現実に遺跡を閉じて個性を磨け結界悩むなんだよまた人と消去頭からケツまでそれが我がエンタメイラ To another episode of Shonen Jumps, we've got a great guest with us today. All of us are back together again for another episode. It's going to be nice, going to be lovely. I'd like to introduce someone that's going to be a great addition to the episode today by the name of Jake. Can you say hello, Jake? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. I have really enjoyed listening to the podcast once I got over Lamar being a hater, and I'm glad to be on for an episode. Very good. I'm glad you got past that. We're not going to unwrap the rest of that, but we got past it. But you know. He's he's here. He's back. And he, yep. he learned the air of his water way. under he's the bridge. Back. Water exactly. under the bridge. We're not going to get into. Because <laughs> so, we no, we should get into it. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously that side, my lovely wife Virginia and our, our baby boy Kieran. We're all here together with our boy Jake. All right, Sai, so since you want to so open the, you you, you lead it. Well, we're putting yep. the water over the bridge. <laughs> yep. We're going to put a little over the bridge for lore's sake. Jake's favorite character, no judgment zone in Demon Slayer, is the Nitsu, and that's fine. You didn't have to say in Demon Slayer, honestly. Is it is it your favorite character ever? One of them. Ever? Oh. One, one of oh. them. So past Demon Slayer? One of them. Yeah. All right, and I think it is important because we have we have mentioned Jake's name or Jake in general as to being the one who a lot of slander has been slandered. <laughs> Mainly against the character, not against you. I like your opinions. So I actually think mostly. <laughs> This mm-hmm, is kind of a mm-hmm. pinnacle episode because now he's here. We have him here. So, uh, first of all, the strength of being able to take someone that actively stopped listening to the show because Lamar kept <laughs> shitting on Zenitsu yep. to having him on Again, the show. not shitting on Jake, but shitting on a character. Yeah, yeah, yep, so true. But because. I thought that was your favorite character in Demon Slayer. I didn't know that was one of your favorite characters ever. I just really like the guy. He's cool. All right. Oh, oh, <laughs> but this... <laughs> But there's this silent war, or not silent war. Man, Jake, you, it's I, like a cold war. Jake, you it's lucky, getting hot like you, friend. Because man, you you are cool. I'm trapped. That in character the middle. you like, man. That's not going to talk about that. Besides, what were you about to say? Well, about I'm this? always like not too much on Zenitsu for our friend Jake, and you're all like fuck Zenitsu. And it costs. He's <laughs> not even. Hey, in no, this I don't say it. I, I, I back on it. I want him to get it off his chest, but I don't forget either. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm well, just surprised such a cool person is into a whiny little crybaby and a little girl. <laughs> wow! Some people, some people don't like characters that are fully developed at the start. You know, some people like to see characters with room to grow. But you know, different yeah, different growing. strokes for he different folks. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, some of us are watching the show with our eyes closed. I guess, but that's not There's what. A that's not what we're, oh, I guess just like Zenitsu too, with their eyes closed. Zenitsu's better with his eyes and mind closed. And it's wild you got to get groped as a kid. Uh, anyways, that sleep. show's over for the season. No, Any, that's fine. He, no, 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 no. Don't try and close the door now. My boy, wasn't, my boy wasn't even in the damn season. He wasn't in even in there. It made it so I was much so better. upset by mm. it. Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, mm, delicious. Shut the hell up. Well, the character growth girls. Oh, man, let's put him in the back burner. You don't need help. Oh, my God, this is so good. So, anyway, look what you've done, Saeed. Look what you've done. I just wanted to. 
I Look wonder, what you've done. I was, wondering I was having to see Jake and we were having a good time. Yeah. So now I everybody said, has context. Yeah, that's true. It's very I should have brought a book. Yeah, that's true. I, you should have what? Well, a part of me book. thought it oh, no, was no, no, Jake no. and then I was we like, need. Jake wouldn't be on here. You wouldn't want to come on here if it was him and then it, it was him. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, remember who Hey, was. everybody, look at my phone case. Hey, there he is. He's got a clearly asleep. phone case for the listeners. This is an E2 phone case. Asleep. And he's, best mode. and he's about to fuck somebody up. He is because he's asleep. That's he's about best to mode. tell me the fight he's lost. <gasps> None. Oh, I love that shirt. Period. None. Period. Uh, we can speak facts. That's a fact. Period. Period. Also, for uh, I guess if you care what we're wearing, horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jake is wearing a Kuwabara t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I've got That's on a cool hunter character. hunter jersey, and Virginia's got on a t-shirt from. Don't mess with. Keep your hands off. My Izokin. Yeah. Keep your hands off, Izoden. Iso- Damn, I fucked that up for you. Okay. You want to say it? I already said it. Well, you want to say it again? No. Okay. <laughs> I hear swinging and missing. It's about a group of. Uh, it's about a trio in high school that does animation, and they show the process, and it's amazing. Oh my god! And it passed the Bechdel test. I do want to see that. It's on Crunchyroll. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely the show for you. Yeah. Yes. I know. I mean, that's why I was really interested, and then I freaking forgot. It's okay. Shocker. The tall girl's pretty funny. She's yeah, a, very a little funny. I've seen. Yeah, she's funny. She likes money. I thought you were talking about Netflix's tall girl for one oh, second there. No. Like, I, I just phased no. out and I heard tall girl. I was like, please, no. I am a white woman who is not short, so I am oppressed. And they said 16 seasons of tall girl for us. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was just a movie or something. I think, they I think actual, it's a movie. Show, I think they though. made a sequel. Why? Yeah. Oh, it's a sequel not movie. tall enough? I don't know. Is she going to grow? <laughs> like, oh, please don't. Is In the second movie, does she wear heels? Is that how the first one ends? She puts on heels? No, I think no, she, she gets, gets like the short the boy. What is yeah. not this episode's about? It's not. <laughs> I'm dedicated to the Besides, tall girl fandom. <laughs> fuck that noise. Talk about the rest of the shirts people are wearing. Uh, uh, yours right. is from work? Uh, mine's a work shirt. <laughs> I can't I see yours. Dressing up. Oh, hey! Oh, you're wearing a Breaking Bad shirt. Yes. Which is fitting because the main reason that Jake is here about is because Lamar and Virginia have finally, finally, finally finished Better Call Saul, which I have been on them to finish because you Damn, were on me to finish. It's not easy to watch. It's, ve- it's very hard to get through. Like, but it's good, but it's just like, I'm depressed. You will need yeah, breaks. Yeah. That's actually yeah. why I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. It's I not, got through Breaking Bad and no, that was... It's, it's <laughs> Kieran was a conscientious objector. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not as depressing as Breaking Bad only because I feel like it got more of a Hope. satisfying ending. It's a... It's it's like Ish. all your depression is loaded in the back. <laughs> Most of it. It's yeah. like you get big bouts of depression in the middle and then a huge wave in the very end. <laughs> yeah. The scene of Kim on the bus. I Jesus. Yeah. Where she better get so many Emmys. Um anyway. but we also so we have Jake because now we can have our full discussion. Just like we had an episode dedicated to Breaking Bad, we do want to have a lot of this episode dedicated to that. But before we get into that, we also are two episodes into the current season of Jujutsu Kaisen. Woo! I think by the time this episode goes up, it'll be around when the third one comes out. But we're just traveling. Jake and I are going to be in Toronto. Everyone's going to be wherever. And, you know. <laughs> traveling a hell of a lot in August. Say what? Traveling a hell of a lot in August. Yeah. It's August, Busy. Bro. Yeah, all of my... The whole <laughs> next... The rest of the month for me is fuck with traveling. <laughs> August is kind of my break, but you guys are traveling. I don't know. Anyway, none of that matters. But yeah, so today's episode is going to be focusing on, with the help of Jake, uh, Better Call Saul, wrapping that up, and then also JJK. 
Now, because Kieran is a conscientious objector to putting himself through the pain of watching Better Call Saul, yes. which is extremely valid, King, <laughs> um, <laughs> it would probably be easier if we talk about JJK first. It'd be lighter mm-hmm. and, you know, we'd be able to engage. But wait, how do you know Jake? Oh, yeah, right. We just You just some nigga on the show. We didn't even explain. No, I just <laughs> slipped right in. <laughs> Why here I am. I mean, we talked about the homie enough on the podcast, but do tell, though. But not how we met. I know. That's, not, but do t- that's why I said do tell. Well, I'm trying to do tell. Yeah, every time you guys say my name on the podcast, I feel like that SpongeBob episode, you know, where he's in the commercial and it's just the corner. <laughs> <of him. laughs> that's me. Look at me, Gary. There I am. Yeah, that, that, is, that is what's happening. So Jake is a dear, dear friend that I met from Competitive Smash 4. Mm-hmm. And we 2016. 20, oh, wow. 2016. Hmm. Don't do the math. No, I did it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's seven years. It's just, it's just seven years. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two plus two is four. So, if two, <laughs> four plus four is eight. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we met from competitor Smashy Bros. Uh, and we would go to the local scene stuff a lot. We would travel very often together. Just became really good friends throughout the years of that game. And also Smash Ultimate. Um... I think getting added to the specific Smash group JL happened at a tournament where Jared was just like, it was me and somebody in Winter Semis against Jared and like Abyss. And then Jared was just like, you want to be in JL? I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and I just kind of joined and started hanging out with you guys more like informally. I mean, yeah. we were friends, but we became closer friends as you started to hang out on like a weekly basis. Right. Jared literally like assembled a squad of the closest friends you've ever met and then dipped out. <laughs> he was like, all right, the, my is, work here is done. And this is the <laughs> second time that's happened to me with a Smash game, actually. Really? Because the, the friend circle I know Darrell and Bill from and a bunch of other people, uh, a friend who I'm not even going to bother naming, who was really close to me, he had got all of us together to this super tight friend group the same way as JL. He still lives in the city and he just stopped coming around. We were like, okay. Yeah, but we all remain friends, <laughs> right? And then it happened energy. again, wow. actually. <laughs> but you're getting real sick of this. <laughs> all my friends keep leaving me. <laughs> Anytime you start making a lot of new with... friends, you got to start looking at whoever's introducing you to him sideways. <laughs> like, where are you about to go? That's they're, true. They're leaving you with a lot of new friends, though. So no, what's, true. what happens? Sai gets the memo. Cool homies assemble. He's like, yeah, I'm here. Cool, I'm out. Nigga, what? Hey, <laughs> maybe maybe said leave. I'm gonna invent a new phrase called utility friend, and maybe utility <laughs> <laughs> friend. Maybe their goal is to create a big friend group and just leave. Just put us together like Legos. The real friend was actually the friends we made along the way. <laughs> actually, that was the real friend. <laughs> but yeah, so Jake and I have been friends, competitors against or with each other for like seven years now. So, and in Smash Four, I had a streak where I was like. Jake can never beat me. And then I remember specifically, Jake, what did you do the last Smash 4 tournament I entered? I prodded you for months to finally enter a local so that I could take one off of you, and I did. <laughs> and I used Bayonetta, the most busted top-tier-ass character in that game, to do it. I had and Sai watched- was really rusty and hadn't competed in a long time, because as he just said, he had been retired for a while and only played doubles, but I said, bitch, play again. The game's about to be over. Give me a chance. And I may or may not have been the TO, so I may or may not have been able to seed myself into Sai, and that may or may not have been Oh, wait, what, 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 what? What? Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Who said that? Wait, that that was intentional? Who's, no, I didn't say that. What the fuck? 
Who I said we that? To run, yeah, I we, mean, the, it no, makes sense. Yeah, we did just happen to run into each other, you know. Wow. Based on seeding. So I was that not, I did. I well, wasn't going to enter that tournament. You did use the phrase seed myself into Psy, and that was gay. And I just okay. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Fuck to be you. very clear, seeding. <laughs> I know what it is, but that Same. was a sentence that was said, and I had to make sure everyone heard it. Seeding in the sense of a bracket <laughs> is just like uh, kind of predetermining where a player can go based on their skill level. And you can kind of like formulate the bracket for certain players to meet each other. I'm not a TO, but that's basically it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay, you yeah. you got the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. got the energy. What you're thinking of is gay sex, and <laughs> what happened with Smash Bros. That's what I'm thinking about a lot of the time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I got the dub once. I uh, so in Smash Four, my record on him is like one in seventeen. But let the record show that there were several close, close, close close calls there were very very i specifically calls. remember one where i was like i'm about to beat Psy. here comes the ups my controller what did i do oh god and i'm dead here okay ggs and i'd be like man another thing that didn't happen to me i would just go about my day but then when smash ultimate came out it reversed we're like two and like eight or something probably. something like that so, yeah but neither of us really even be playing that game right now even though we're about to go to a different country to do so yeah, we're literally what? traveling across the planet to play Smash Bros, and we've been playing just Street Fighter and Zelda for the past like two months straight. So that's gonna be where are y'all going? Toronto. Toronto. That's oh, why duh, we're going duh, to Toronto. Did you duh. say Toronto was across the planet? Yeah, I, no, that's why I was confused. Like, wait that a minute, was, that, that was a little extra. Be all across wait the planet. I didn't it say is, all that. It is, it is across the country. Yeah. Across <laughs> thank the you, because I thought across. Oh, these dudes going over like Europe and a part of Africa. I didn't know that. I was gonna let Sarah rock with that one. Going to Toronto. Oh, where you going, Toronto? Negro. That was so Fine. Dramatic. Out of the country. <laughs> traveling yes. internationally. Yes, yes, it's nearby. Yes, it is. Is this that your doesn't... first time out of the country? It is actually, yeah. Because... What? That's so exciting. I know. I got my passport. I paid to get that shit super expedited just because shit always happens to me, but then it came normally. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, see? But no, shit still happened to you. It came normally. Even though you paid for exped- expedited, right? Did I manifest that myself? I think I did. Okay. Yeah, you did. Well, fuck. Anyway, so before we start talking about Better Call Saul... Since all of us can be engaged on JJK, how are we feeling about the new season so far? The pacing's a little different, in my opinion, but... What do you mean? Slower? Yeah, like, it's... Was... Fuck it. It speeds up and slows down too much for me. It's like, be be more consistent. I guess that's what I'm saying. I kind of see that in episode two a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm just here for the ride. It's that's reminding fun. me a lot of, like, that Naruto arc where, like... I'm pretty sure the last thing that happened in the main timeline was like Sasuke killing Itachi. Oh, yeah, spoilers for Naruto, by the way. <laughs> uh, I mean, we should on that show frequently. So. Right. Sasuke killing Itachi, right? And then the very next thing they do is cut to that like old arc where Kakashi and them are kids, right? Mm-hmm. And it's similar energy to me where it's like, you know, season one left off with a pretty big bang. And now we're, we got the movie that was a prequel to sate us and now we're like okay this is a pre pre cool <laughs> and you know I'm, I'm here for it though i'd like to see more about gojo yeah it's like a necessary little insert before what happens next so. i'm engaged well you're reading it so you know everything <clears throat> yeah 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 but like but yeah that's what it is it literally is just a little like you need this background information for for, every, for everything else to be important i'm engaged because <laughs> it's also fun to see the juxtaposition of like how chummy Ghetto and Gojo were back in the day. Yes. That and also nice. that Ghetto arguably had a more kind ideology on humanity than Gojo That's did. what I, yeah. I, well, that's what I was... They switched later. Yes. They really switched. Like, I'm like, huh. 
and I think that's really interesting, and that's another reason I think this arc is really cool. It's also just, it is a good arc. Though. It's a good story. I still can't. This is from episode one, but I still can't get that description out of my head that Ghetto had for swallowing a cursed spirit. Oh, I know. Oh, Got a swung with a dirty rag or something? Uh, not just a dirty rag. He said it had been used to clean up shit Sitting and vomit. vomit. Yeah. Oh. And I'm so like, gross. that's very this colorful. Like I, I, I get the vibe, but I wish, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> Let's all be real. Would any of us? No. Do- no. No. <laughs> what? I'm on an island. You're on an island. I'm so- you oh, finish the question then. Sorry. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're Would you cooking up something different. Would you consume one of those? You could, could manifest to control one of the demons. No. no. <laughs> Am I crazy? You little. I, now, I would do I, a lot of things now, for on, powers, but every time, I don't think. Every you know, time? There's an acquired taste, but. You can get some Mentos <laughs> from know. a right, hold on, hold right on. around the corner. So, let, let's say it like this. Before that knowledge of what it tastes like, Yes, but now that you told me what it tastes like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually no. completely in that same camp. I would do it until I... Say, yeah, I as, as you said multiple times, you pray that I never get superpowers. You know I won't pass it up typically. I'll pass on this one immediately. Like, I got a soft stomach. Everybody looking at me. I don't have a soft stomach, and I ain't doing it. I'm yeah, not like, testing I'm a my picky eater. That. You know me. That might be the thing that break the bank. Why would I, I technically didn't answer. I'm sorry. You don't have care. a whole... No, no, I'm just saying that as in I don't have my... Uh, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I don't know if I could like physically do that. I like how you hang on that that little little thing of hope in front of Sai just to say, "Oh well, no, <laughs> no, no." I know what I meant. <laughs> I, was I didn't you. answer. Great. No, no, no. no. I, <laughs> I'm actually shocked. I'm I, doing it. I'm shocked that you said yes. It's just, bad for like what five minutes of your life, and then you have superpowers. Five minutes See, of your life every torn. time, though. I'm not saying eat a bunch of them. I'm not saying go to the golden corral of you demons. You think he doesn't <laughs> eat a bunch of them? He does. I might have just a couple, or just one. You're lying. You lying. I, you only have two. If the power ends up being worth it, it's like lace potato chips. Like, you can't have just for this one. Power, I'll take this taste. <laughs> I think all the powers are going to be better than not having powers. Yeah. Is this not by choice that he has to do it this way? Here's my. I think he has to do it that way. But I'm saying, if you I'm told good. me, here, eat this really, really gross thing and you'll have XYZ superpower, I'd be like, here's okay. the thing, though. You probably got to keep it down. You probably have to keep it down to get the powers. And if it's tasting like that, there's no guarantee for me. I'm hurling. Like, that's what I wonder. Like, hey, I throwing it up after you try it, it would suck. Actually. Yeah, that's what. And then you don't even like have control anymore. Um, feeling dumb because it's been a while since we watched the first season. Um, is there a downside to their powers like there's like a, a negative impact of using their powers i can't remember yes not often it seems like not i mean gojo kind of described it in episode two that it's still like what do you say with his powers like a, his limited power is also very exhausting with, with his per, in particular, his yeah. particular yeah. Is. i don't know about every character though but i'm sure there's like a setback with any ability you have That's i think because my I thing with that was, oh, sorry. i'm sorry my thing with that, like, if I eat that power and I get a power, oh, this is going to be awesome. Your power is the ability to use web from your fingers to go 80 feet and back, and then you had to do a two-hour recharge. I would be so upset. Okay, we're confu- we're conflating JJK with, like, My Hero. My Hero, everyone has a setback. JJK feels it like most people don't. Well, I... Okay. Go ahead. Sure? Yeah. Right. But, like, then there's the, the, like, the Shikigamis where, like, you can summon them, but once they're dead, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the limit there. But not all of them have limits, really. Some of them you can just keep using. Wait, wait, wait. When Ghetto summons them, they can only be used once? No, no, no. Okay. The Shikigamis, which are the ones uh, that, like, uh, Megami can do. Those, and okay. Those, like, once they die, they're, they're, they're done. Okay, but there's a difference you between being what? dead and being unsummoned, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But, so you just gotta be careful. 
You yes, you just have to be careful. But the, no, the ones that Ghetto has, they're. I think they're. He's once, had to recycle once they them. die, they die. But he can have unlimited amounts of them, as many as he's willing to eat, pretty much. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the cursed speech user right now. His okay, his but not, he, oh. no, but he definitely uh, has like yeah. a drawback to his power yeah. because he restricts his speech in order to make it more powerful. It like destroys his throat. Yeah, Tanmanak. Is that right? Inumaki. Inu- okay. Yeah. Let me see. I don't know. What the fuck I just said? He's cool. Th- that would be my fear. Like, what now, if I terrible. eat this? But there's mm-hmm. like, what if I, I would eat take this his power over shitty Let's vomit go. rag? Mm-hmm. What? You can't speak to anybody. That's fine. I, you'll, you'll get the memo. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll learn sign language. Like, how would I do comms? Like, somebody get beat up, and I'm just like, bro, you got superpowers. You don't need to do comms anymore. Yeah, but I like to do comms. I like superpowers. I'm saying I'd rather eat the ball <laughs> than, <laughs> than talk a little bit less. And How do you... Okay, all right, fine. I got to riz somebody up. Salmon, salmon. Bro, seaweed, I would come on this baby. podcast like, and say fish balls tuna for an hour and a half and walk <laughs> out of here. You would need to walk around with like a whiteboard or like a yes. Google Doc or something. And I would be willing to I'm, do that over swallow shitty vomit There rags. is varying ways to communicate. You don't always need speech as we know it. Evolution. And I mean, we saw it in Last of Us. His brother had the little, um, you little know, the drawing board that you can flip up and reset. Erase. Yeah. Oh, while we're Sam talking about Henry. that, yeah. Uh, that little boy is one nominated for an Emmy. Good. Two Good. is actually deaf in real yes. life. Yeah, we know. Yes. Three, it was his first acting performance. Oh, yes. yes. That was well, all behind the scenes. Oh, that was good. The Last of Us. The Last of oh, Us. So the really? deaf kid, it was yeah. his first acting performance ever. He actually is deaf, and he's Emmy nominated. Oh, he actually cool. taught people on set silently. Yes, that was adorable. Oh, yeah. Had that any of you guys amazing. played the video game? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Just actually, Lamar. both. <laughs> Wait, Kieran, did you play or no? I you played, played the first, first one. one, right? Yeah, I played the first people one. People gonna be mad for season two. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They gonna be no varying reasons. Varying oh, varying yeah. reasons. Yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about Last of Us anymore. We're I mean, some people, probably, some people are mad about season one, but I ain't mad at anything. Okay. Go back to English. I can speak it. Is that curse Back to JJ. Exactly. See, look, that'd be the downside right there. Back to JJK. I'd just be canceled. Exactly. How? Let's ask a really basic question. How's your luck in life? I'm gonna know what the demon is before I eat it, Lamar. I'm not gonna just guess and be like, "I hope this is cool." That's that's. How's your luck in life? You know his ass. So, yeah, you know the power. What if there's a drawback? And we know your luck, so you know there's gonna be a drawback. A power with a drawback to me, you guys don't understand how bored I am with not having superpowers. I don't know how y'all do it. Like, it's what if you lose ninety percent of your charisma for some reason? That's how they balance. What if you have the take my charisma? I don't know. What if you have the strength of my height? Then you're no longer tall. (laughs) You become the fire hydrant head for. (laughs) 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 Can't do anything. (laughs) Charisma stat tanks. Okay, but like Ghetto's body hasn't become malformed. He's had like at least a hundred, you know, demons. Well, he's special, so there's that. Oh, so I couldn't be. Wow. No, no, no. Like Loki, little racist too. Ghetto? Yeah. A little bit of supremacy vibes. I don't think he's a racist because he has superpowers. I know a lot of racists that don't have any superpowers. No, yeah. we're talking about the movie and how he went after that one dude in the cafe. That's Gojo. Oh, that's go- oh, sorry. I'm thinking the wrong was, person. Sorry. No, he was calling people monkeys. Hmm? Oh, Ghetto oh, did do that. Well, Gojo also did do a racially motivated combo. So, <laughs> Oh, he said, come here, foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not really... <laughs> 
These might be two peas in the same pod. I don't think. I haven't seen a black person in JJK yet, except for the one that got pieced up. Yeah, beat the fuck down. Oh, that's right. Uh, Punch is about that. Yeah. Punch this ticket to beat down city. You said so. They might be equally racist. That's for you. Speaking of fights. What were you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> you went go. I said, said you got to meet Toji finally. Yes. Can yep. I ask a question that you can answer, me? Absolutely, I would. Fuck him. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> oh wow. Because he's not good, <laughs> from what I know. He ain't done nothing in the show yet. Many people would fuck him. You're talking about Fushiguro? Yeah. The older one, yeah. Yeah. He's related to someone we know, right? It's his, yeah. It's his it. father. Right? They've already said it. Who is who? Is Maybe that his dad? Sure? They have okay. said it in the episode. So they that is his dad. They didn't say that. They didn't say nothing about. He they just did. said, "I took my wife's last name," and he so said that the last name. They said they said at the very end of episode two. He said, "How's Megami doing?" Okay. okay. And and he said, "Who's that?" I was like, "Who?" Yep. Yeah, <laughs> he, def- he definitely hit him with the "Who's that?" <laughs> yeah, so that is that is his dad. So that the hair. That's the relationship there. That's what Nick that Cannon be like. Who's nope. that? <laughs> Because, yeah, because yeah, when they said like, like they, already, they already revealed it, which is the only reason I would, yeah. Sorry, this is like Gone's dad. Yeah. Sure. Woo! Yeah, because I think in the first episode they right. said well, that dad? it's his father. The years that far? Well, I guess they're 17. That. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Wait, how old is Gojo currently? He's in his He's like 32. Oh, damn. I yeah, thought he was like 24, 25. Yeah, they're in high school. And the no, they're our age. In middle school, so so like this 17. is like a big throwback for yeah. this season. Oh, my, yes. Oh, thanks for making me feel old, by the way. Be like, I thought they were like 24, 25. No, they're like our age, you know. <laughs> wow. They're like up there. <laughs> they have a wrist brace, a knee brace, a knee brace, and it's a like wrist 10 brace. 10 years on that. <laughs> they're old. They're getting AARP bonuses. <laughs> they get senior discounts at the at the old country kitchen buffet. Like you, Cy. <laughs> wow. Old country Early bird special. <laughs> Early bird special. I love waking up at 4.30 for fun. <sighs> Anyway, oh. now I know that's his dad. Yeah. I thought it was like an older brother. I wasn't sure. No. But if they said it, they said it, because that's good. Mm. I was wow. just making sure. I was just making sure, because I was like, oh, this guy. That everyone's like salivating on TikTok for. I don't think okay. I got that information from somewhere other than the show, so I'm pretty sure they said it's his dad. No, you're probably right. I'm, I'm sure you're right. I mean, there, there are unfortunately several things I've gotten spoiled about oh, no. JJK, but I don't, I don't oh, think that right. was one of them. Because I remember thinking, oh, good, they said it, so I can say something about it. <laughs> yeah, because they were mentioning Megumi. I just didn't know his relationship with Megumi. But if they said it, I didn't catch it. Because at first they said the last me. name. I was like, hmm. Then they said the first name. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the hair color is the same. So. All right, so he got an ancient daddy. That's fine. So it seems I like mean, they're yeah. setting up like him and Gojo are about to go to go go at it. Right? But he's wow. like scared, <laughs> and he knows... Because every time they're like, why don't you go fight Gojo? It's like, y'all don't really get this. Um, oh, have Gojo's you ever tried 30. to touch Gojo? Yeah. yeah. Can we, we, you put a hand on him? We got to wear him down. So I love how he keeps being like, I could fight him right now, but so-and-so is about to. So I'm going to let them try to make him sweat, maybe? Because this is not easy. Dude on the phone's like, can you kill him? He's like, ah, I mean. I'm going to watch this race. You'll see them horses. Hey, go see Biscuit. Nah, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> but, um, um, oh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, no, I mean, there's only two. Ep- 
There's only two episodes and they introduce new characters. I'm just like getting the feel of them so far, so I don't really have a lot of thoughts right now. Get to fuck that old guy up. Oh, bro. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Bro. Instantly. He bait, punished, punished, punished the third time. Yep. He's like, oh, he's young. He don't know no better. <laughs> Predictable. Like, okay. You know how... <laughs> exactly. You know how bad you gotta start getting beat up to start seeing dreams of yourself? <laughs> Holy Your fucking dog? shit. <laughs> yeah, like, You're doing bad out there. I was watching it like, Oh, this is this is new territory. Asshole was like, this don't happen. Yeah, I actually no. thought they'd get to like Genjutsu him or something, but no, he was just beating his beating ass that hard. It's like I haven't seen this dog in fifty years. Where am I? Come back to him, just, just like beating the shit out of him. Also, the music was going super hard for Gojo in his fight at the end. I feel like JJK always knocks it out of the park with the music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Soundtracks fire. It's like always really unique sounding too, you know. Like, not anything else that I can think of that sounds like it. Yeah, the other day, actually, uh, Working Overtime, which is Nanami's song, came up on Shuffle, and I was like, God, this is such it's a so fucking It's so good. Banger. Such a good song. Wait, um, you think he'll be in the prequel series somewhere? Oh, good question, because he would be like Gojo's age, right? Probably something kind of closer to it. Yeah. Wait, Nanami's older than Gojo? Maybe? I think it was really fed up with 9 to 5 then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nanami's older than Gojo. Yeah, yeah he is. Oh, I thought okay. he was a teen. Yeah. Never mind. Nope. Never mind. You thought he was a teen in the first series? I thought he was a teacher when he was a kid. I I don't think that's right. Mm -mm. No. Um, Biggest thing I want to talk about new animation, fire. I think the new art direction is fantastic. I think all the fight choreo looks even like smoother and like crazier than it did in season one. Like, we're only two episodes in, and I really like the way the fights look now. I didn't, I love the way they looked before, but I'm really enjoying like how like stylized all the characters feel. Um, how do you guys feel about like the animation changes? It's good but chaotic. It's a little hard to follow at times, just because they have a lot going on sometimes, especially with like Gojo's abilities and fight sequences. I'm just like, wait, why are we upside down? But it, it's one of those <laughs> things where like it's supposed to be like rapid fire, fast paced kind of feel to it to get your adrenaline run. Like, oh, oh, yeah, this is it. But it's just like it's working. It's, it, it's working. But it's like, man, this is chaotic. Non- Trying to follow. It looks cool, though. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. like the fight scenes. I, granted, in the in the in the manga, you can't fucking tell what's going on. At, really? Those fight scenes. Is it more chaotic it's in the so manga? So chaotic. It matches the chaos. But I, some of like all the they're doing a lot with three D cameras, like camera like shots and stuff. And some of them were really cool, and some of them were like, okay, this is, this is a lot. Uh huh. Tone it down a little bit, but like, um. It is, they're doing, they're utilizing 3D a lot more. I know it's like, especially with the, their like camera movements and stuff, which is not a bad thing. Some of it was just a little bit too much, but yeah, no, it's good. I like it for the fights a lot. There's definitely parts where like, I think like the hallway scene in the first episode, they're going super fucking cuckoo bananas crazy with the camera. And it's just like, it's a pretty mundane <laughs> that's scene. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Actually, that is exactly what I was thinking of when I was saying that. I'm like, that's all right. It's a little bit much, but... <laughs> But I like it. Oh, not it's been it's been good, yeah. There is one shot in particular where it was Gojo and uh Tengen, the girl, like he was uh running with her, you know, mm-hmm. through the hall. Yeah. And they like panned to a bunch of like beautiful fucking flowers out the window just to show them going through the window for like two seconds. And I was <laughs> like, this was such an elaborate drawing of a bunch of flowers just to have them going by really fast. <laughs> like so extra for no reason. <laughs> Also, shout oh, out to yeah. the caretaker beating that dude's ass with no, like, 
Oh. No sorcery abilities whatsoever. Yeah. She just beat a the broom. shit out of that dude with a broom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, damn, is she a sorcerer? Okay. Um, and sorcerer. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> truly, yeah. I'm ready to eat for everyone. <laughs> you ain't have a lot. <laughs> so, clarifying question. So, the girl that they're protecting is... Kieran, maybe, can you kind of give the rundown on how that girl's body is going to get fed into the main guy that protects everybody. Yeah. So basically like his soul, his, he will occupy that body. So his, his, cause so his body will kind of waste away. So like he, cause his, like he can live on, but his body cannot. So he needs a new body. Okay. Every so often. So it'll literally be his body, but it will essentially kill her. You yeah, I don't know, know why like, she's so okay with this. That's my next, <laughs> that's where like, I am with it. She's like a super gung-ho. I, 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 yeah, like she sees it as like an honor or something, but yeah, essentially she'll cease to exist once he occupies that body, Because there, so. there, uh, To me, there feels like there's so much lore that needs to go into her being okay with it, because it means like, she has to accept that demons are real, she has to, or spirits or whatever curses are real, she has to like accept that that person's job is to protect everybody and that also she won't exist anymore and like all this other stuff like i get that she's an orphan um but like if she knew from the jump that was her destiny it'd be a little different i don't know if she knew from the beginning or if she just got a text it was like hey girl <laughs> t- hey girly pop check this out <laughs> and you know they just dropped all that on her i don't know uh lamar you look like you had something you're about to say well, me and virginia song talking about that in particular um i thought it was kind of like going to dc like kind of like the helmet of dr fate but in a way, you oh. just made it. It's actually worse. If you have the helmet of Doctor Fate on, you still exist and you get to see everything going on. It sounds like when this entity takes over the body, like, oh man, that's cool. Merry Christmas. Here's death. This is mine. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, in this episode, she was making it sound like this person is me and I am this person, though. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe she does have some form of consciousness. If that's the case, too. That's I would accept that more. I, 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 I mean, I still get to see everything. It's I like a have movie a lot of questions. Stop. Like, I still don't even really know what service this oh, fella you know, provides. The one that we're assimilating. I thought he to. Point, it, actually, it might be more of a meld. I'm sorry, I may have misspoke there. That is a good point, and I, I think, it, yeah, it might be more of like a meld thing. Well, I know, I know she is interpreting it as a meld. I just don't know if it actually. Is. Yeah, it could be like an unreliable narrator thing there it, too, it, where she just I'm thinks it's that way. Now, but I. I think it might be a, a meld. I just remember them saying, like, you know, she's literally giving up her whole life for this, essentially, because she's mm-hmm. gonna be trapped in the bottom of a, of the bottom of the freaking wherever he is, the school or wherever the yep. fuck he stays, and like, again, what does that nothing. guy do? What, what does he, he keeps do? up a lot of the barriers that he they keep, use. Yeah. Right. Like he, it's, he's it's like a Wi-Fi signal. He's a Wi-Fi. Signal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about like a super powerful one. Like okay. he's ultra he's powerful. Needed, but like, like yeah, so he keeps gonna say, like, "Hey girl, <laughs> you about to be a hotspot." What is that? <laughs> yeah, that, is, that exactly. Is, that is, <laughs> exactly it. Okay, so I'll ask this question: You're told that your body is the one that's needed to protect everyone. What are we doing? No, no before. Sorry. <laughs> no, because I said because I said no. The question is: Is it kind of like? Because it, I had to make it make sense in my head. So is it kind of like Doctor Fate too that they had to find this perfect person? Because it doesn't seem like they can just use anyone, right? right. They have to have a specific type yes. of person. Correct. Yeah, I have no idea what the qualifications uh, are. So like, good or not do I have control. a choice in the matter, or if I, I say no, is to. Gojo gonna like come knocking at my front door? <laughs> you know, because if that's the case, then I'll just go quietly because I don't want to fuck with him. True. I mean, you wouldn't know not to fuck with him until you fuck with him. 
like, yes. You'd be like, who's this very pretty Having man? the knowledge that I do, though, I would definitely go <laughs> quietly if the other option was you're coming anyway. But if it's actually a choice, then fuck no. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Be like, why me? What the fuck did I do? You ain't got nobody I, else? You ain't got no cousins? I would ask if there's a time frame. Like, hey, look, give me like two years. Let me go out there and do whatever, and then let me come back. How about how about that? Can you give She's me two like years? Fifteen. Somebody tells me that wouldn't be an option. Look, and as a fifteen year old boy, is like, look, I'm trying to go out there and, ugh, please let me go out there and try at least before you put me at the bottom of this place where I will never do that again. Or probably ever. I mean, ever. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, why would you want to experience something that you won't be able to experience again? Just Wouldn't because it be better to not experience it. At no, all? I want to know what it's like. I don't think it would be. I think I'd rather experience it. Than I'd rather experience it. it. Yeah. Hell no. But that's like what a bucket list is for. Like most people are all doing that shit once. Yep. I mean, true. Say I've done. But it. not at fifteen. True. I well, mean, if you're fifteen, you're being forced to make a bucket list. I'm trying to check that bucket list off. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't. If I have a choice, like Jake was saying, no. Because I need you to find somebody else, and I don't take—I don't care if it takes a while to get that other person. Because um, I would like to live to see at least forty. So. Oh, you're kind of lowballing it. Well, she's fifteen, so like, well, she, yeah. she probably thinking not at least 40, 50, not like hundred. I mean, forty fifty is still like. I mean, yeah, to us because we're in our thirties, but for her, it'd be like, oh, at least kind of make it past forty fifty. It should be fifty. I really don't like 60. how the pod is aging me today. <laughs> <laughs> See, 40's not that long to you because you almost there. <laughs> like, I got, I got it's a good day to be youthful, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel great over here. Jesus Wait, Christ. is Kieran no longer the youngest one here? Nope. I'm, no, I'm 24. <gasps> Baby. Baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah, no, not years me. Not, not the baby. Not the baby. <laughs> Clap it up for you not being the baby. Not the baby. Jake's, Jake's the, the child. You know. Thank you, Jake. I got you. One episode only. <laughs> I gotta milk this. Don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jake should become a child for no reason. <laughs> oh, also extremely, extremely niche floor that I guess we never explained, but Jake is Alex's roommate. So we've actually had both members of your home yep. on the show now. Yeah. Different times. That is true. So our last guest is... The roommate of our current guest. It's like a rotating oh, yeah. door up in here. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. That wouldn't be that bad. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I'm dumb. I know what you mean, but I, I literally thought of Saeed putting a rotating door <laughs> on his front door. Like, bro, that's so dangerous. I didn't even say that right, too, because it's revolving door, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> we knew what you meant, though. No, no, I we mean, knew what you meant. Yeah, I'd be misspeaking. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's something that wasn't... It's spinning like vertically. You're like, this just seems really inconvenient, actually. Like, your cat would really like that. Right. <laughs> fucking just double dutching. Like, how the fuck do I get home? <laughs> actually, our, uh, that day, I think an episode or two ago when y'all were over to record, my front door was like stuck and actually just broken. And there was someone that just moved in trying to like carry a 65 inch plasma TV oh, to yeah, to his that. apartment and we literally couldn't open the door from the inside. We were looking at the sky. Oh my like, god. Oh. So we're like you got to walk all the way around with that giant fucking TV even though this door is 5 feet from your apartment. And it was Oh. Yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> I would have been furious. And somebody had groceries delivered. He sat him outside that door. It was my food. Well, I was looking at my food outside the door. Yeah, your food? It was your food and my other neighbor's groceries. They're like, this is just super inconvenient for everybody. Um, But yeah, so we're only a couple episodes in. So far, 
I'm really invested. I'm curious to see how Gojo and Ghetto get along. Well, used to get along, I guess. I still think y'all are the weird ones for not having a bad meal for superpowers. I would consider it. If it was one time, yes. I mean, one gives you one demon. You don't have to go through the whole journey. He went. You don't got like- You don't got to catch them all. I want a couple that one that like makes me fly. One that lets me like electric. So you shit. basically be picky <laughs> about the demons. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Asterisk. Absolutely. Asterisk to it then. I don't want to. If I know for a that. fact that is going to give me a power that I absolutely want, and there is no kind of drawback, I can't lose it. It can't change. I can't lose life force for using it. I can just use it like me just walking around, whatever. Like if there's n- absolutely no drawback to it, nothing at all, then maybe. I mean, this far into the show and the movie, we haven't seen Ghetto experience a drawback. What if someone gets a picture of you while it's like coming up from your throat? You know, that'd be pretty. Unbecoming. You could have found me a good Judy and seen the same thing. No, I'm just <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm literally. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, I'd be like, it's whatever. Like, they're probably not even gonna know. They're gonna be like, oh, he's eating a big ass gobstopper or a whopper or something. I don't know. Like, you're trying to swallow a jawbreaker. Yeah, Jesus, terrible idea. Right. Right. Can't swallow those. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> can't even bite it, really. Easily the most inconvenient candy of all Also, time. I remember as a kid, there was a movie called really Jawbreaker, and it opens up with a girl with a jawbreaker stuck in her throat, and she dies. It was, like, traumatizing as a child yep. a little bit. Like, okay, we are, are not watching this? this. It was on TV! I didn't know! What was the movie about? That? The movie was called Jawbreaker, and the girl that choked to death on a ginormous jawbreaker. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you. I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> Sue the company? Like, what are we doing? Why did she think she was I have no a idea. Like, why did she try that? <laughs> no idea, Saeed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she thought she could unhinge it, and then <laughs> that's on her. Yeah. I don't feel bad for that character. No. You basically ate a boulder's like, I can't believe this is happening to me. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. I'm glad it's you died. As you saw the huge bulge in her neck, like, oh, that ain't supposed to be there. Oh, God. No. It made uh, it down? <laughs> almost. Dude, terrible. I actually know I'm more impressed now. Well, that was a fucked up thing. Yes, it was. Thanks, Lamar. Thank you for reminding me. What? Not you. I always count on you. Yep, I sure can. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, (laughs) I am curious to know if other people would do it just with the the ghetto thing, just because this room makes you feel so (laughs) isolated. The ghetto thing. (laughs) Child, the ghetto. (laughs) White refrigerator, the ghetto. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Do we have anything else you want to get into with JJK before we pivot? No. It's going to be annoying having several recap episodes this season, but, you know, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Isn't it like a weird release schedule or something? Yeah. Oh, hmm. that's right. We were talking about that. Yeah, that's kind of that's weird. You know, I appreciate it. I need the recap, so. I, I, I literally think it's filler because they can't start. The, you know, Map would be doing 800 art. shows also. It also, <laughs> they don't have to be doing 800 shows. True. True, true, true. Map is like jingling for spare work, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they don't Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Every animator's working on 32 shows at a time. Yeah. Haven't seen his family in months. It's a sheen of animation. Anyway, uh, I guess we should start talking about Better Call Motherfucking Saul. Uh, Can't now. Oh, shit. Can't now, why? Because he's in jail. Oh, can't call him. <laughs> so, like, uh, big spoilers. Big spoilers, <laughs> by the way. I barely made it. I so, barely oh, made thank it. Thank you for cutting your alarm off, Lamar. Yes. Did you cut yours off, Virginia? Wow, uh, yeah. 
Because we Jake was with us at the movie where their alarm went off in the middle of the movie, and I wanted I was very unhappy. That was the day I put two and two together. That if you spell Lamar differently, you get alarm, and it all made sense. <laughs> Lamar alarm. Lamar it was alarm. it was a plan. It's uh, like Tom Riddle and Voldemort. Fuck Harry Potter, though. Anyways, yeah, yeah. And, and fuck her. But yeah. So spoiler alert. Now we're gonna start talking. Oh well, we already started, but we're gonna start talking about uh, the, the final ending season. of Better Call Saul, the final season. Honestly, season six is fucking incredible just by itself. Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, I think we should just ask Lamar and Virginia what their first impressions coming out of finishing the show are. Not even just the finale necessarily, but like, you know, episodes seven, eight, and nine are just like a crazy fucking ride. Like from the moment that they start planning everything that goes to Howard to the breakup, which, by the way, if we didn't say spoiler warning already, fucking. We did. Big spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen Saul, every plot detail is coming yeah, out. Now, hold on. So just to make sure my memory is correct, we met Lalo this season, correct? Uh, yeah. No, he comes in season four. Season four? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, he's very sure. much in this season. But he is. You meet him, but, um, you meet him earlier. Because yeah. at first I was like, I can fix him. And it's then, like um, rescinding that point to y'all. This is about the time where I yeah, said, oh, yeah. No. Nacho yeah. gets Hector into the wheelchair, and then like a few episodes later, uh, Lalo is across the border to replace him. Yes. Okay. That's right. Okay. And he's in the kitchen, and he's dancing, and he's making some banging-looking tacos. And the literal first words, the very first words that uh, Lalo says to Nacho are, and he, like, hands him a taco, and he says, try this. You're going to die. And it's, like, that exact phrasing. It's not, like, it's so delicious you're going to die. It's, try this. You're going to die. And they say that in season four. And in season four, when I watched that, I was like, hmm, sure hope Nacho doesn't die. And here we are. Yep. Yeah. Same thought process. I was like, you choose your words very carefully here. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Yeah, they're very consistent with the foreshadowing. Nothing's ever wasted in this. Which is a crazy thing to say, too, because they are on record a lot. Like, the writers, Vince Gillian and Pete Gould, say that they, like, kind of watch how the show's unfolding and the chemistry between the characters. And they don't always have, like an idea of where the show is going to end up and they just kind of let it unfold and see where the characters are taking things and then like right based on that you know like opposite energy of attack on titan where like that boy knew exactly what was going to happen when he started writing episode one like he had the ending plan they do not do that for breaking bad or better call Saul. Like, yeah attack on titan might be a legendary stat for this shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the first episode being called from you 2000 years don't spoil few- anything that's not what we're talking about so true very true but just know that boy had everything planned but we keep put. We keep I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm spoiling everything. Yeah. AOT spoilers and episodes not about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to have people that You're skip right. those episodes because they're not caught up to not feel like they gotta keep skipping episodes. So you're right, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I had to. I, ch- I had to. Stay. No, I'm you're so you're like, completely no. <laughs> valid. Something. You know what? Something got spoiled for me on something. I was listening to the podcast. I was in the shower. I was shampooing my hair, and they're like, "You know this is about midsummer," and I was like. I can't stop the episode. <laughs> I can't skip it. There was no lead up, so yeah, that does happen. But anyways, Lamar and Virginia, what did you guys think of like the ending bit of season six? Like that last half of season six is just a fucking roller coaster, and then it kind of like grinds the brakes a little bit when it starts in black and white. But what did you think? Uh I mean, I've individually messaged you both <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, throughout this whole experience. Um. Basically, it's just phenomenal how between the performances, the writing, everything, nothing felt accidental, nothing felt out of place. 
uh, every moment was like important, even from just a visual standpoint. Uh, you get the whole arc with Nacho, which broke my heart. But we ripped to the coming. boy. It, it ripped just, to the boy. You see his last meal. You see his last day. I'm just like his last phone call with his, his father. Father. I'm just like I am sad. And then we get to the three-part arc, basically, between the planning, you know, like you said, with Howard. And I'm like, why are y'all fucking with this guy? But I'm just like, okay, well, I know he can be a little snarky. but I get why Jimmy's fucking with him. Yo, Kim, Howard ain't really... I mean, it's it's her husband. Well, Kim also just kind of, I think, views Howard as, like, that boss that slighted her for so many years, you know? Like, I think she just is resentful to him from the... Several times that he put her into the mail room at HHM, you know. Yeah. Like I, I get, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I was like, okay, y'all taking it too far. Yeah, they, he absolutely oh, did not sure. deserve any of like, that. Okay, the bowling balls, okay, different. The hookers, the, 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 you know, hiring hookers to ambush him at a restaurant. I'm like, okay, this is just ruining his reputation. So embarrassing. Like I got Very. secondhand embarrassment like, watching that. And then it just kind of just kept going because. Like I pointed out to Jake and he vice versa. It's like every time they would get away with a scheme or a prank or whatever, they would get off on it. And that's yep. what Howard literally tells him. It's like, I, I, I finally understand why y'all do it. Y'all, y'all get off on this. And you every time you see them getting it on, it's after that. It's never like yeah. a passionate moment of just let's just make it They're love. never sexual with each other no, unless they just scheme. a scheme or something like that. And I'm just like, yep, he is totally right. And what's so heartbreaking about it, like I'm not a Howard Stan or anything. But was so heartbreaking, he was right until the very end and just, and just dies because he's in the wrong place in the wrong time. And yep. I'm just like... He didn't uh, deserve... He did not... He, he didn't, didn't deserve... deserve no, he didn't. And I think that... And, and, and also, what really got under my skin was the gaslighting to the widow. Oh, yeah. I was oh. just oh, I like... Can, I've been waiting to talk to you about this. I cannot excuse this anymore. Like, 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 I wasn't really excusing, but this is like... That was like no, some of the lowest you ever see lowest. Kim stoop. Because yep. like, like, Jimmy, is, Jimmy is floundering in that moment, too. Yeah. He does not know what the fuck to say. But and Kim's like, oh, I'll step up and do this really no. reprehensible act, and then I'm going to break up with you after this. So, so just to be very clear, after Howard is killed... Goodness, it's a roller coaster. They're at the funeral, mm-hmm. and then the wife is just like, "It doesn't make sense for him to have just killed himself like this, because that's the story that's gone that he committed suicide." And they're getting pressed over it, and then Kim not only has to cover the tracks because she and Jimmy are the two people in the room that know the truth. Not only does she have to cover the mm-hmm. tracks, she gas, as you said, she gaslights the widow and like blames her. For her own husband's suicide that he didn't commit, basically. Like he didn't see the signs. Says, so like, wouldn't you have known? Yeah. Wouldn't you have known? Starts- didn't see the signs. Like, there's one time I saw him in the office. He may or may not have been snorting something. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's fucking it's horrible, but Ray Seahorn is also, like, a generational talent oh, to pull yeah. that Most shit off. Because so the way good. that they... Tra- she was convincing. I was like, girl. Yes. <laughs> the way they transform Kim's character throughout the show from, like, Jimmy's moral compass to, like, oh, actually, they just ag each other on. Like, when they say that they're poison free each other it's so true but uh i wanted to say speaking of the widow it's like uh, season six does a lot of theming around widows because not only do they show howard's widow but marie comes in in the yep. last episode Blanca hank's widow and yep. margaret um mm-hmm. Werner ziegler's widow in germany mm-hmm. lalo goes oh and fucks with her God. too and then at the end of the series what happened in breaking bad they're widows scholar's a widow marie's a widow it's just like 
Like it's, you guys ain't that ain't the shit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just obviously. No, you're right. I mean, the, <laughs> right. the men in the fucking Breaking Bad I'm universe ain't like, shit. Oh, no, yeah, they ain't shit. For <laughs> like, the only one I That's like, correct. the only one, the only, there's only Jesse three. Jesse and Nacho. <laughs> Jesse, Nacho, and Mike. Those Mike. are the three I actually oh, like. Oh, yeah. We love Mike. Because Mike just got stuck Does in Mike a, a yeah. kind of bad situation because he's trying to save money for his granddaughter after the situation with his son. So that tracks. It's just, he's just, he's stuck. And I, in a visual standpoint, I love how when he goes to, I'm kind of all over the place and I'm very sorry. It's okay. It's we okay. we <laughs> all are. Yeah. When Mike There's goes and tells Nacho's dad oh. what happened, like, oh, he's not, <sighs> not what happened, but like, that he's not shit coming is back. He, like, that's one of my favorite. The visual shit. of Mike behind the yes, fence. Yes. And his yes. Dad not behind yes. the fence was beautifully done. Uh, yes. Because so good. it then piggybacks later when you see the last shot of Kim and Jimmy yep. both would have mm-hmm. been overlaying them. Yep. Still trapped, still can't get out of their own kind of prisons. She's not happy. She's lost everything. She's lost her husband, money, fame, not fame, but, uh, uh, you know, like reputation, everything, because they're going after her in civil court after this, basically. Which she opened herself up and to. She, like, yeah, they she, both kind of repent in their own yeah, ways yeah. in that last episode. Just, but yeah, I. The, the, the three episodes, seven, eight, nine, were definitely a roller coaster in a lot of ways, just. And. Like I pointed out, well, one of y'all, I don't know, when the can- the candle flickered, yes, mm-hmm. I was like, this ain't a good sign. I've seen this done before. And then it did it again. I was like, it only yep. one person it at this can door. literally only be only one be person. Because at the time, Lalo knows the phone is tapped when he's trying to call Hector because he hears a little tapping yes. in it. So he does it again to set up Gus. They're like, oh, let's get all our men over there. I was like, wait, you're going to pull them away from Kim and Jimmy's place because they're, like, they're supposed to be protected too. And that's why she is furious. Like, y'all are supposed to be protecting us and watching. Like, where were you guys? And, you know, that whole scene, she does it beautifully acted. Just, oh, there's just so much. The she's, scene, a fucking, she's a fucking legend. It's so much. And, of course, you know. It's so Bob. Bob. Yeah, it's like yeah. they both just, and they both have said in interviews, like, we make sure we bring out the best of our performances in the show. We're always trying to make sure we do our 100% every scene no matter how minute or grand it is we just make sure we like really push each other to be better and better and better and that really is what makes the show as good as it is it's like they don't waste one frame of even visual storytelling right like every single shot of the show means something and has like some significance to it and every acting performance down to like some of the side characters are sus, but like to even the secondary yeah. characters are killing it, you know. And mm-hmm. if it's like an extra or something, they're probably yeah. just an Albuquerque local. But <laughs> 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 but goddamn, like uh, when Kim is walking up to the doorstep with the loaded gun for Gus. Yeah. And oh it, my god! We, no, hold on. Before we even go there, when she's driving, yes, on the way to Gus, and, yeah. she's and the told, cop is to her left. Yeah, and she gets told by Lalo that she needs to go kill Gus because Gus doesn't know who she is. And then on the way to go do this murder to save Jimmy's life, she sees a cop. I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Lamar? Before that, no, how Jimmy was basically able to convince him to let her go. Yep. It's like, yep. no, 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 no. You You're want probably going to kill whoever's left behind. You ain't killing her. Send her, please. Yeah. I feel like that's a move you would have did for me. That oh, yeah. It was so, like, heart-wrenching to watch that scene, mm-hmm. too. Like, the look on Bob Odenkirk's face, too. And and he's like, like, you oh, have fine, to go. You go. have to go. Please, you have to go. He also hits this level of... This is this is where the acting hits a whole other level, because we've all been in, like, very tense situations. But when I'm in situations that are, like, actually really, like, really intense, 
a level of calmness does come up where I'm just like, okay, I need to be cool and I need to handle this as calmly as I can. And when I saw Bob, like of all the fran- franticness that was happening, like Howard's body still warm on the fucking mm-hmm. ground in front of him. And Bob is like, I need to use my charm and I need to convince him to let Kim go and let yes. me stay behind. And he doesn't like yell or scream or cry. He just fully comes to this super Zen place. and just like, Kim should be the one to go. And he's just, he's firm. He's not and logical and logical. He's like, no, he, he knows what I look like. That's, that's going to be suspicious. They're going to be suspicious of me. Yeah. He, he can actually get in and she's a woman. They're not going to, he fully that. goes into lawyer mode with Lalo. Yes. Like he's back yes. in the court again. Not, well, not even a full lawyer. He's like, he's, he's like, uh, he's, Luring one of his clients. In yeah, sense. it yeah, reminded yeah, yeah. me a lot of season one, episode two, when he's out in the desert with Tuco, and he's kind of, <laughs> and it's like another very, very, very intense situation, and he kind of falls back oh, yeah. into lawyer mode like that again to save his own ass, but this time he's saving Kim's ass. Mm-hmm. And like, as the 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 level of tense tension between all three of them is just crazy. Like Kim is still frantic because oh, yeah. she doesn't want to leave Jimmy behind, and she also. I think she cared more about leaving Jimmy behind than actually shooting Gus potentially. Well, he also, potentially they, they shooting Gus. They just witnessed a very traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they yes. just had like this argument with her, their former colleague just to see him get shot in front of them. That is like, and you have no time to process it. Oh look, yeah. consequences of my actions. Yeah, oh no, consequences. <laughs> yep. It's like you have no time, like the process, grieve. Like it's fast paced. Like night, like get over there, kill him. She can't process because she don't know who the fuck Mike is or the rest of them are. Well, she doesn't like no know them. She's like, who are these people? Where am I going? I'm stuck here. Please go save my husband. Meanwhile, he's like in a chair, fell. Lo- I don't know why he fell over. He should have just stayed up, right? But he fell over and he's like muffled and he can't do nothing. And he, I know his brain is like racked with like, you know, like just like maybe guilt with Howard. And then more though, just like my wife is in danger. I'm in danger. What the fuck do we it's do now? It's all fucked. It's, yeah. all, it's, it's awful. awful. It's awful because he was under the pressure and Lila was dead. She knew she he wasn't. Ooh. She admits that later. She's like, yep. no, yep. there was, there, yeah, I've been, I knew about. In that just, scene, Jimmy's that face, scene, he literally looks like he sees like, a ghost. It's like, you knew? Like, girl, why are you keeping that from me? We could have moved. We could have got out of here. Could have, like, baby. We was gone. We, like, <laughs> like, oh. I'm just saying, like, on a possibility, because, you know, Jimmy's always a survivor. And that's one of the things I do respect in some ways. I don't like how he uses people. But I do respect the fact that he tries to survive as much as he can because he can't really rely on people. He's an excellent... Been, he's been oh. fucked over a lot of times. By his brother, by, you know, like trying to get through law school while also helping his brother who's a little off and putting up with all the BS at work and blah, 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 being looked down, not taken seriously. And then like, oh, you can never be a lawyer, blah. So it's one of those things like he's always been trying to be one step ahead, use his charisma, his charm and everything, get out of situations. And I wish I had even a 10% of that to do that. But it's one of those things where... It's one of those things where I... Don't like some of the things Jimmy has done, but throughout the journey, we know why he does what he oh, does. Oh, very much so. Like, they make it perfectly clear, like, yeah, he's not a perfect person. He has moments, but no, none of these people are perfect. You can see the corruption happen in Breaking Bad. You can see the corruption happen in people in Better Call Saul. Like, people that start off being all right, you're like, you're just stuck in a hard place and, you know, a rock here. Like, Jesse and Nacho, like, they've got heart of gold a little bit and they care but what can they do in their situations, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Lamar, I know you're about to say something. Well, no, I didn't want to forget that. That's why I started writing. Sorry. Oh, nice. Um, so, oh, sorry. Smart. You, you do what you got to do. 
Lala. Mm. What an outstanding fucking villain. I'm just going to call him. Yeah. What an outstanding oh, phenomenal hero. He, like, you know those posts Because he's so make... justified in so much of the shit that he does. You know Somewhat. Well, those posts they make where it's like the very thin book and it's like screen time and then it's the huge book and it's like their popularity. That's literally Lala. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. With Lala, that man, his patience, his planning, his drive, and his will to get the chicken man is unmatched by any other character in my opinion. Flat out. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knew. He couldn't prove it with anyone, but he knew. like, this fucker's lying to us. I know he's lying to us. The rest of you too fucking stupid and greedy to acknowledge it. I'm going to expose it. I'm going to do everything I can to expose it and prove it. And he put it on display when he walked into Ken's and Jimmy's apartment. Walked into, oh no, continue your conversation. Well, I'm just going to go, yes, you are. Pal, you're gone. And everyone's freaking out. Everyone's being Lala. Lala? Shh, down this is a tuesday afternoon for him like what are you like let the record show the show went on a seven week break after that by the way so fuck you guys that had (laughs) that got to watch it all as a binge because i sat there like what the fuck for like two whole months hold on didn't you say uh bob urker had like a like a heart not a heart attack oh bob his heart attack was during episode eight which was the point and shoot one that was the next episode that was the episode where kim goes to uh gus's house and where he's tied up in his own uh apartment yeah that's where he had his heart attack was while they were filming that episode and um it was like a very like severe like life like people thought he was gonna die like the the writers and the on set staff like they thought they like vince in one of the uh behind the scenes or insider podcasts that i'd be listening to because i'm a nerd but you know you're not a loser if you're listening to podcasts because we're listening we're talking about podcast yeah right as we're making this content i'm like i should listen to that podcast. you guys should go listen to the better call insider podcast they have the episodes on youtube but he talks about how like the episode that he had his heart attack on like when they're driving to the hospital he's not even thinking about like what are we going to do about the show he's just like oh god bob you know like i hope everything's okay like what it just is a really terrible situation, it sounds like. And I'm glad that he did pull through because he's a fucking amazing, talented actor. And also, he's been posting hella of him on the picket lines right now for the mm-hmm. writer's strike, which is Good. super based. Good. But what Come were you saying about that episode? Uh, well, uh, shit, I should have wrote more down. No, you're doing good. You're doing you're good. You're saying he's really well, patient, singularly determined. He said, shush, 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 shush. And then I said, there's a cliffhanger. Yes. Um, Damn it, because I had it tied into the next point. That's why I was like, shit. My fault. You're fine. I don't remember. Uh, it literally tied into the next point. Now I can't remember how well, I Well, what was your remember. next point? I didn't even remember when Jimmy is representation. Oh, oh, there we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> you could so read your own note. I, I didn't know what it meant anymore. Sorry, because I was doing it in the moment. So I like how in that particular scene, Jimmy represents the light and Lalo clearly represents the dark, but Jimmy also represents humanity as a whole, in my opinion, like thinking back to how he always overcomes his own trials and adversities. Like when his brother early in the show, it, it kind of hurt me when he said it's like giving Jimmy the laws, like giving a chimp a loaded machine gun. Mm-hmm. Like, That's such an iconic piece line. of yep. shit. This man has done everything he could to do right by you. Yes. So that he can be trusted that he wants to be your brother. He looks up to you, Chuck. And you say that. 
Well, he's always going to be the same. Yeah, because you help make him that way. Granted, he is yep. who he is. The show does a really good job, too, of like, was Jimmy always like this or did Chuck's influence turn him into this? And I don't really it's know both. what the answer oh, it's is. Both. Yeah. It's both. Coming from a family with a lot of siblings, it's both. Question for the room. Um, do we think that in that moment when Jimmy had not faced that rejection, do you think he would have never scammed again if he just earnestly got the job at HHM? I think his life path would have been completely different if he had an honest gig at HHM from the start. Like, if Chuck hadn't been barring him from the beginning, then yeah, I don't think that Slip and Jimmy ever would have shown back up no. because he would have been content in what he was doing. Because you got to think about everything that, that slowed him down, his brother and Essence put in front of him. I mean, I feel like he didn't ever, like, scam for fun. It was more like a coping mechanism a lot of the time. Like gambling addiction. Or just like, you know, it's like people stealing bread to stay alive. Like he would scam to like literally make ends meet sometimes in the early, early flashbacks. But any like I feel like it was to cope with rejection or loss or just to like be with Kim a lot of the time, too. So if he had an honest gig at HHM from the start, show is uh, two episodes long. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually this is a really complicated like moral quandary because it's just like. This person once was quote unquote bad and like they had done so much to be good, but just because you have decided that they'll never be good in your eyes, that none of the reformative justice that's happened with them matters anymore because he was in jail and he got his life around. He got his law degree. He did everything by the books and he wasn't cheating. Like it's so weird kinda, that Chuck kind of manifested all. I of mean, this. but yeah, that's that's what said he represents humanity because he he's resilient. He bounces back no matter what. He adapts like we were saying to survive. He's the perfect example of that. He's one of those guys that like gets stepped on and feels it a lot. Like yeah. you see that scene where they're talking and think I think it's in season four. Um, where they're talking to the scholarship recipient that was supposed to be in Chuck's yep. name, and Jimmy was trying to suggest someone that had like a shoplifting record or something, yep. you know, and everybody in the room refused to give it to her, you know, and then yep. he goes and tracks her down at the end and he tells them, like, listen, they're always going to walk on you for this. They're never going to think it's okay. No matter what you do, it's not good enough. And you can tell that he's like projecting on there that whole conversation. But he's not right? entirely wrong either, though. No, he's no. not, but he's Especially fully looking in the mirror too. there. Yeah. <laughs> feel like even if he got accepted in HHM he wouldn't have stayed as long he might have stayed there longer than when he was with the other law form but he wouldn't have stayed there the, the whole it wouldn't have been complete for him and I only say that because even when he got the gig at the other law form I can't get the name right now Schweiker Davis and Maine Davis and Maine sorry that, that was Kim yeah um, even when he got that job and it was pretty sweet gig, he was making decent to good money and everything else. And he was really like really in about the sandpiper case. Mm-hmm. He was really putting his all into it to like really be like, yeah, take me seriously that as one a lawyer. Was annoying though. Sorry, go uh, on. Eric, fuck Eric. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where after a while it didn't give him that same feeling anymore. It was like the cup that Kim gave him for his car. It just didn't quite well, fit. My it opinion. Just didn't fit. My opinion on that is that he got into law in the first place purely to get Chuck's approval because he knew there was no other way to do that and that the law is like 
Chuck for check, Chuck fucking jerks off to the law, right? Like that's yeah, his yeah. favorite thing in the world. So Jimmy's like, okay, if there's nothing I can do to get my brother's approval, maybe getting a law degree will do it. And then that didn't fucking work. So I feel like at that point, the whole idea was just t- tainted to him anyway, you know? So like, yeah, David, that's why I said like H and M probably wouldn't. It would fit for a well, while. Well, that's why I'm saying like be... if Chuck was earnestly in his corner from the beginning, then I yeah. think that that wouldn't be an issue for him. Yeah. And again, this first season, like, Jimmy is bringing him, like, bags of ice every day, fresh groceries, groceries. every day. And it's fucked the up news. because they do show a couple of times where Chuck actually seems to show love towards Jimmy. Like, when they're very, very, very young in that tent and Chuck's reading him, like, a bedtime story and telling him everything's going to be okay and stuff. And then again in season four when they do that flashback to the karaoke scene. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, right after chuck won a big case or something like they're celebrating chuck you know and they sing winter together on the stage and then they fall asleep in the hotel room singing the song like that's such a fucking wholesome moment and you can tell that they do have a bond there and like there Mm -hmm. is love so when chuck ends up saying like you've never really mattered all that much to me you know it's a fucking lie but like that doesn't make it hurt any less to hear that be said you know saying it because you know it's hurtful yeah, you're yeah. saying it intentionally it's, to her. It's usually the people yeah. close to you that inflict the most pain because they know you. And then yep. Jimmy always has to one-up. I mean, well, yeah, I guess Jimmy always has to one-up the pain because then he goes and says, okay, well, fuck you. I'm going to take away your law insurance, right? Which yep. ends up being oh, the final straw man. for Chuck because yep. that is what forced Howard to cause him to retire. And then he had nothing. He started spiraling out of his disease again. The scene where he's tearing his whole home apart brick by brick, fucking floorboard by floorboard is so painful to watch. And that like really weird droning jazz score like, that's just, happening during it is awesome. Yep. Like no. it's just a slow unraveling of someone's psyche. And he keeps going back to the fucking ticker that like the showing is ticking, but you know, it's not. Like, they did such a good job with his downfall. And I get that he's, like, a hated character and everything, but that is still really tough to watch. Like, I wasn't kidding. This is legendary fucking character writing. Like, yes, Howard Hamlin going from, like, the snarky, most annoying villain ever to the most sympathetic character in the entire him. series. I wouldn't, I wouldn't he's really not even They fool you into thinking he's, he's a villain in the yeah, first part right. of season he's one. Like everything is villainous that... Howard does is all the direction that it's all projected exactly, on exactly. Chuck. Because Howard yes. is the perfect little brother that Jimmy would He's the be. scapegoat. Yeah, mm-hmm. he becomes like a neutral party and then, you know, he might be like, he might have, you know, little shitty snarky beef with, with Saul, but like him being the number one most sympathetic character in the entire show because honestly, at the end of the fucking day, Jimmy and Chuck shit ruined his life. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Their beef with each other fully took he this innocent man and just fully ruined his life. And it never yeah. would even have gotten him roped in had Chuck not said, like, hey, you're going to have to take the fall for this because I don't want him to know that it's me. Yep. But what's Literally. interesting, this last season they do a callback to Chuck not once but twice. Uh, towards the end, Howard's last day at the office, he this intern or somebody comes in to put sodas in the refrigerator and one falls. You know, if a soda can drops, it, you know, you can't open it for a while. Oh, yeah. And then Howard's like, no, I learned a trick from, they show a portrait of Chuck on the wall. Yep. He's like, I learned from a good uh, friend of mine that if you do, like, some counterclockwise. Yeah, like, cylindrical, whatever the heck, motion, it would make the bubbles stop. It counteracts it. Yeah, it counteracts the, um, it. Carbonation. Uh, and then he makes this perfect line of, like, he's always taught me to be one step ahead and be prepared. He's always, you know, prepared for the unexpected. 
that was my clue number one that this episode was not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Also, he was being scammed while he was in therapy. Which, yeah. by the yep. way, that scene of him screwing the uh, the, the soda can. can like that, it mirrors Halo, or Lalo screwing on the silencer at the end of that episode, yep. too. Oh, like, it's very, very similar. Oh, my shit. God. I did I'm not glad you said that because that was my next point. Uh-huh. I, was I didn't like, catch that. The foreshadowing, the visual foreshadowing, they do so much... Like, they do a lot of telling because you need dialogue, obviously. But they do so much showing with their visuals that it's just, like, chef's kiss. And also want to point out, I think it's, like, the second to last episode, maybe the last episode, where they're in the court scene in the present day. And, you know, Saul is just basically sabotaging his case. And he brings up his brother. I think that's the only time he's genuinely sad and processing that he has lost his brother. And they also visually show the exit sign yep. buzzing it right there in the corner. It was such a beautiful touch. And I was like, mm-hmm. are they going to have him reappear? Because everyone else is in this damn episode. <laughs> 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 Somehow, and then do a flashback. And they do like, flashback to Chuck. That shit is so emotional, too, because they've been uh, showing Jimmy saying, like, what would you go back machine. and change if you had a time machine? And you're like, where did he get this concept at throughout the whole episode? And then you finally see that it's the ch- that the, book, the time machine is on life. Chuck's nightstand or whatever. I'm yeah, like, that shit brings a tear to my eye. I'm still getting emotional just thinking about mm-hmm. like those last couple episodes of the show. I was emotional well, a few times, really. But in the last, I think, number nine. I don't know what number it is. But when he gets to the courthouse, no, no, before he gets to the courthouse, he's trying to make a deal uh, about his sentencing, and they bring in Marie from Breaking Bad. If you know, you know, because I'm not getting all into that. <laughs> who Marie is. They bring her in, and I'm just like, what's she got to do with this? And she says her piece. And I was like, she's not wrong in any of this. Like, like you were complacent. You knew. You you actually, and he admits that, yeah, I didn't sell the stuff and whatever, but yeah, I knew, I knew it was all happening. I knew it was yeah. happening. I knew people were dying over it. It's fucking meth. So, yeah, people are dying either by being addicted to it and just ODing or being killed over it, you know, trying to just make the stuff. And it's one of those moments where he brings up Walter White, full name, like a few times, like, well, if it was, you know, only did it because I was scared and I was in front of the open grave, and I'm just like, and then they showed that scene beforehand, like a flashback, and they like mm-hmm. develop on it more. And I'm just like, was he actually? I'm like, actually, he probably was scared for his life. He legitimately like, was. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm blindfolded. I've got a bag over my head. I'm just like, where am I going? They call each other a different name, Mayhew or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, if I didn't get caught up with Walter White, I wouldn't be in the drug business either. No. He was scamming, sure. And he, he says Walter White couldn't have done it without me, he, too. Exactly. They couldn't have done it without each other. No. Here's the other but you thing. would think, but but at that moment, learning what you know from the past with Lilo and the Salamancas and Gus and everything else, you would think he wouldn't partner up with someone like Walter White, who was definitely a lot more unstable and didn't know what he was doing at the time mm-hmm. with this drug yeah. empire he was trying to build. Amateur. Gus was a professional. You don't have to like him, yep. but he knew what he was doing, and he knew the long run, and he kept his work and life separate. Yeah, you see that represented Literally. with the houses that have a tunnel connecting it. Yep, separate. Literally, mm-hmm. literally. I don't, don't want to pop quiz anybody. Was Saul the one that introduced him to Gus? Uh, it was. Wait, 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 w
Saul had never actually met Gus himself and that his middleman was Mike. So Saul never met Gus anywhere in BCS? That's crazy. No. Uh, well, actually, there's one point where Walter, where Mike sends him into Los Pollos Hermanos and, like, has him try to scope out the place. Yeah. And I think they, like, briefly I mean, he meets him by, as the chicken man, not as... Not uh, as, yeah, yeah. Not not as, as kingpin, yeah. Yeah, kingpin of meth, no. Also, no, 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 no. good lord, again, uh, fucking Giancarlo Esposito, another world-class... Even as the same character in very different circumstances, another fucking world class performance. I mean, out of him, we, we get a, better call Saul. We get his motivation completely. I was like, I, I understand why he wanted his revenge against them. It's so fucked up like, to preserve Hector and say, "Okay, I'm going to hire someone to get you back to just enough life to where you know I'm torturing you." Yep. <laughs> and then he said, "Oh no, we're good now. The care is enough. You're dismissed. Bye bye." Yep. And was really messed up. Between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, usually the one the ones that died weren't crazy. Yep. They no, knew the truth. No. Like Lalo knew from the get that yeah. yeah, it was a chicken man this whole time. Hector knew but he couldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. They have that whole scene where he's trying to like ring Dude, the bell, like no, that Pete scene is, is fire. Yeah. And, oh, and like, the way man. you literally see the fire glistening in Gus's eyes during that yep. too. Yeah, I'm just like mm. He can't say Speaking of that bell. Um, what was his yeah. name? Sorry, Don uh, Don Eladio. Yes, yeah, he was very disrespectful. Oh my, he's like, yeah, like, oh my god, why is he making that face? Like, I don't hear that. But like, oh, Don Eladio, I did laugh. I'm sorry, but it's like, bro, you can't. I mean, I mean, you're not a good guy, but still, damn, that's low as shit. Yeah, how dare this uh, cartel leader be ableist? <laughs> Yes, I can excuse meth trade, but I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, you can excuse meth trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can excuse the meth trade. Dude. Hold up. Oh, community. Oh, but no, God. like, <laughs> Gus's death in Breaking Bad means, and how he dies in Breaking Bad means so much more thanks to this show. Because, like, why did he get so mad that he killed his business partner? That is not just his business partner. Uh, yeah. It depending on what kind of business you're talking about. Yeah. Like, wow. That's a way to phrase it, but yes. Yeah, it was like, oh, I understand why this man is driven to get you. And I'm not mad at it. I'm here for it. Sucks that you, in essence, got him instead, but either way, everyone's dead like he said you would be. I mean, honestly, his business partner's death was totally senseless. Yeah. It was. It totally It, it was just like It was like just to send a message. Like, just like just Howard. Like Howard. They were just trying to say, we control you, basically. Yeah. And like, look, look at how much we control you. What are you even going to fucking do about this? Nothing. Can't. And he did 20 years later, but which, by the way, the way that Breaking Bad establishes that uh, specific tequila, Zafiro and Yeho to be actual poison and then fast forward and it is the representation of Kim and Jimmy's relationship throughout the whole show, which they label as poison Mm -hmm. is crazy, crazy levels of writing. Yeah. Because that is the same tequila that Mm -hmm. he uses to poison the cartel that they drink all throughout Better Call Saul. Damn. Oh. And shit, Gus told the truth. He did kill everyone and saved him for last. Yes. Um, he and the, again, he's a survivor. and He plays the long game. Yeah. And he points that out when Lalo's recording him. It's like y'all are so short sighted and greedy and just think about money. You say blood is blood, but blood is more money for you guys. Me, I'm thinking long term. So I can respect that regard. Like, yeah, man, I'm trying to do my own empire. I don't want to be on the y'all anymore. I hate you guys, mm-hmm. y'all pigs. 
and they give him such a good scene to go out on too where he's at the bar just chatting up the sommelier and it's mm-hmm. like this boy gay as hell <laughs> yeah. i'm like this kid mad yeah but yeah. then it ends with him realizing that like he can never he can live never. that life because he knows what happened to the last person that he had a relationship mm-hmm. with and so he's just like you know what i'm gonna let you be happier without me yeah. i'm gonna let you live that's not drag you into this life yeah it doesn't end well no but comparatively, finale-wise, I feel like Better Call Saul was more satisfying. And I say that because you get more... Granted, it's a prequel series, but it also concludes both Breaking Bad for, for the surviving characters. It's a prequel yeah. and an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. both. And I love that they shot it in black and white because another series that did that was Justice League Unlimited where their epilogue is shot in black and white in... The pres in the past, but it's in color in the present. Or yeah, and it's just like they inversed it with Better Call Saul, where yeah, yeah. every time you're in the in the present, it's black and white stuff, but pops of color here and there. They are very meaningful. Uh, like Marie's what- dress being like animated to be or shown to be purple, yeah. or like the brief moments when the reveal that you know he's actually Saul, Saul. Saul. Like you see that red like in her glasses or his glasses. And- and then the tapes that he watches are in color because he's just stuck in the past or, you know, reliving it because the present sucks. But huh. I do not appreciate the scam he did with the old lady. Oh, that was like the lowest uh, that he got. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are, are you talking about in the future still? Future. For a second, I, I thought you were talking no, about. No, um, not Irene from Irene, Sinai. Jeffy yeah, and, with uh, the Mary's. shoes. Jeffy and Mary. You know, it's just like you haven't learned. Like you have not. No pun intended. You have a somewhat sweet gig at Cinnabon. You're living a low life. No one like it's that was funny. <laughs> I'll give you that one. That was funny. When he yanked that cord, the phone cord out of the wall, I dead I ass he thought he was about to strangle her. I thought like, he was supposed to. He was supposed to. Yeah. Oh, he was. And he was yep, the killer. Bob Odenkirk argued that he could not do it. Yeah, he, he was like, I can't kill Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett on screen. Thank you. Like, don't do that. She's a national. She's a legend. And she ate that cameo, well, not even oh, yeah. cameo, but like guest appearance. Mm-hmm. Up. She, also, don't they like canonically like love her, Kim and Jimmy? Don't they love? I her think that there are movies? there are times where they're watching like shows or movies on the TV that she's in. Yeah. So being able to be like these characters love the actress Carol Burnett, and then have the actress Carol Burnett become like a pretty important character. An extreme. She she took him she down. She is the one that took him down. He wouldn't have gotten caught if she wasn't. hundred percent. Shouldn't have bought her that laptop. I pointed this out too. I know. Like, she said, "Ask Jeeves." I was like, "Oh, she's just gonna be like." She so was, cat was talking Albuquerque comment, and you came up. Damn, I was first for conman. I mean, I mean, it was it. like you're the most notorious guy for the. Southwest's biggest kingpin, so yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like one of the last ones, so yeah, we caught yeah. him. But it's one of those things like, why did y'all buy her a laptop? She was already suspicious. I was just like, mm, internet, we know we can find stuff even back then. I mean, and she asked him about Nippy, and he's like, Nippy, huh? Oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 he, yeah, Nippy's fine. Like, mm. Also, if Jeffy wasn't greedy or trying to blackmail, this would never happened either. It's like, I know who you are. Oh, no, no, you don't know I, am. I, th- I thought that's why he went after no, his mom. He literally, no. Because he, he recognized him. He recognized him, but he actually targeted his mom to get to the son and bring him into the scam. Because he and wanted the mutually assured destruction of, like, if you ever go to the police, I'm going to tell them about you robbing the 
the story the moment. Well, didn't he try didn't he try and blackmail him though i thought uh that was him blackmailing them like after he set up the mall no no, no like i thought the cab driver was blackmailing him because he knew he was i thought oh no he was basically jimmy was just trying to make sure that he never would do that oh okay i, I missed that no I'm, the dude I'm, that recognized him in the mall is someone else that's a different character no that's the same character that's they just the they, oh, they had to recast him oh. mm-hmm. but it is the same character is the same okay character? that actor just was literally busy in real life Oh, and I was like, funny. aren't you, your faces look different. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same. Okay, guy. so that was okay. confusing. Was so like, he okay, did recognize tripping. him. Okay. And because he recognized him. Yes, Jimmy wanted to make sure he would never go to anybody with his name. Yes. With, Jimmy says, okay, if you go to them about that, I'm going to tell them that you robbed this whole fucking store from the mall. Federal offense, What are you going to yep. do about that? Travel across state lines. Yeah, mutually assured destruction. Yeah, also, yeah. this is a little bit, once again, for both of them, you know, the, the theming of both shows is like the destruction that you get from the man from man's hubris. Because like Jimmy, when he first got recognized, he immediately was in the middle of making the call, being like, "I need to be relocated again." It was just like, you know what? Nah, fuck this. I can handle this. But like, had he just been relocated again, he would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I brought up Virginia. Um, Jimmy, where were you? At? You were in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you went up to where was that? Oklahoma, Omaha, Omaha Nebraska. That's not far enough for me. I, if if that happened over in Arizona, I want to be on the East Coast. Put not my black ass, but if I was white, put my white ass in Maine. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere near the. You're eating lobster the for the rest of your life. You ain't ever lie. Like you do not get to see me ever. I do like lobster. I do. Don't let him crawl on the table. I I'm trying to stop it. Well, yeah. He looks like he wants. To. He looks so happy. He he's but, got um, to contribute. He must have watched an episode. Well, Zangief, what did you think about season six? Man. Okay, oh, he turned it, and he covers his face. He too. turned his eye. He turned away Aww. from the microphone. Shy so <laughs> Oh, I don't want to forget it. So Nacho, that episode where he's hiding in the fucking tanker, like, oh my god, so, such desperation. That man works. So Dude, him dipping down into the oil was such a good visual metaphor. Oh yeah. Thought of that, let alone did it. It's like, how can you? Yeah, you're like, desperate. How do, you, how do you know how long to hold it? Like, I. How they, do you know how your body's going to react to being in that? You know? Thank you. Like, just oil that's been sitting. Ugh. I guess you don't give a shit how your body's about to react if you know you're fucked anyway. But. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. He had to go through so much hell just to die anyway. Like, the yeah. way that they uh, tracked him down to that hotel that they trapped him in, basically, in one room and, you know, had him surveilled the whole time to yep. sending the cousins after him to... Uh, he has to fucking get smuggled into America through the floorboards of a truck. Mm-hmm. Just With shit loaded all over it. So just he has to wait for the whole truck to get taken down. Just yep. to then take the fall for Gus's dirty laundry. And at least he got to say fuck you to Hector before he went out. Like, yes. And protected his father. But man, he didn't and deserve like, that. You're, I'm the reason you're in that wheelchair. Yeah. He saved your life. Like, the guy you hate the most is the reason why you're alive. Mm. Nacho and uh, Howard are the kings of did not deserve this. No. Yeah. It's one of those things where I told Lamar that Nacho is their Jesse for yeah. a better yep. call. Very Saul, much so. Like, you're just stuck between very Hard place, hard place, another hard place. Yeah, like these guys are just so greedy and short-sighted. I'm like, I can't get out of this life. Was it a diehacker gene in the hard places? It, huh? What's the 10 side of die call again? Uh... Dihexadrenal or something like that. Well, he's in multiple uh, hard spaces. There we go. 
He, that's what he's in a hard place. Like all all around was nothing but hard places. Yeah, he had no good options. It kind of uh, the way you said that he's this shows Jesse. It also kind of enhances Mike's relationship with Jesse in the first mm-hmm. show because it's like here's an example of Mike having an accomplice that he worked with and that he cared about, and it didn't go so hot, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's going to be a little bit more fond and protective of Jesse in the future. Yeah, because Mike I mean, was trying to get Nacho anyway. out. Huh? huh? What did you say? I said uh, Mike was trying to get Nacho out a couple mm-hmm. of times. I mean, but they're all... let the kid go. True. Let but... his father go. Like, leave them alone. He's like, nah. 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 He's going to take the fall. Super unimportant. Hold on. No, before I do that, I won't, won't forget. They're basically surrogates for his son anyway, how they couldn't save his own son. Yes. Yeah. That's all. That's that's, that's the main thing right there. It's like, oof. That first, myself, but I might be able to save you at the very that least. first Mike backstory episode in season one mm-hmm. is peak, where yes. it shows him killing those cops. Oh God! That yeah. talk about well-executed plans. So, <laughs> uh, sorry. So one, a ten-sided die is a pentagonal trapeze- trapezohedron, not a dodecahedron. Dodecahedron okay. twelve. Okay. okay. But that is super unimportant. Um, <laughs> I just, I just don't want to put any any uh, misinformation of any kind, but. I, I am curious to ask. I told y'all many, 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 many times that the final season of Red Across All thoroughly rivals all of Breaking Bad. Like, as far as, like, individual seasons, pound for pound, like, the last season of BCS is just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. If you had to rank that season individually against all the seasons of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, where would you put it? Because season six is a fucking banger. So you're I mean, asking which season would be up top comparatively to its like, own seasons? Or basically, he's asking what's the best season of TV in the franchise and where would you put the last uh, season of Better Call like Saul? Among- I was about to say, just like how we do Avatar and Korra, you know, like Korra season three versus like Avatar season three, you know? I said season two, but... Or two. I uh, really love two. So uh, there's six seasons of Better Call Saul, five uh-huh, seasons five of Breaking Bad. Bad. I season would six... Put, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I'll put... It would be a two-way tie of the last season of Better Call Saul with season four of Better uh, of uh, Breaking Bad. For, like, peak? For peak. Okay. Because season four is, like, the accumulation with, like, Gus and all that. Like, they get the Empire going, and they're trying to get... It's like it's like watching chess and with real people. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's checking each other. It's like, who's going to get the final, like, move? And you think it would be Gus, and it's like, huh, kind of. But then it's like, oh, it's Walt. Um, kind of. It's just like, it's all it's all over the place. It's just as heart pumping, adrenaline rush kind of feel of a roller coaster, and you just see how far down the corruption hole Walt is by that point, and you see how far Jimmy and Kim have fallen in the last season as well. Like you go from a couple that you kind of want to root for to one like y'all need to get away find from each other God. <laughs> or find <laughs> something. Uh, like a higher something, like because this ain't it, fam. Like, but those two seasons are definitely top for me for like peak television across the board. Yeah, peak peak television, any series. Like, right? yeah, like like between performances, the writing, the cinematography, visuals, everything. I'm just like I those live you. in my head rent free. I'm still thinking about Breaking Bad as I'm watching Better Call Saul. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, that moment right here because, and then the fact that the bodies are in the fucking lab the oh, entire my time. God. I was so like, wait Kieran, a minute. There's a reveal in Better Call Saul where <laughs> two of the characters that die in that main show. Main characters. Main characters that die in Better Call Saul are buried underneath the lab 
that uh, they work in, like, in Breaking Bad. Oh, for real! So the whole real. time they're working the in that lab. They don't know all of season four and all of season five before any of that even started. As the as that lab was being constructed, because a big part of Better Call Saul is them trying to find a way for Gus to be able to create meth in any kind of way. Like eventually, you see him meet Gale, and Gale's his guy before it's Walt. You know all that, but the construction of that factory was a huge part of better call saul mm-hmm. but like two main characters from better call saul are buried in the concrete of the lab that one of which killed the other by yep. the way one which of which is, killed the other one and it is extremely <laughs> it's extremely yeah. tragic yes that the guy he killed is hell. buried next to him <laughs> it's about a no, crazy reminded i was just reminded that, wow. Oh crap! You you oh you're Those next to that person. Spirits, like, that's oh, you insane. killed me. You're it's next insane. to fuck you, dude. That is such an it, like Mike is. You can tell that Mike is really like mourning the innocent life being lost too when he throws Howard into that pit. Like the look on his face. Jonathan Banks is a killer actor, and it's yes, like it. You can just tell from that one look alone that he is like pained watching someone not in the game get put in the, exactly. the dirt. Howard was so removed from this. Like, why is Howard was the least in the game oh, out of exactly. any character in the show. Not even in the game adjacent just no. Yeah. He's a civvy. A civilian. Mm-hmm. Like, regular, regular dude. And, uh, and think about, th- I wanted to bring this up earlier too, like, the grief in the moment of Howard dying, but also the fact that you were shitty to Howard till the very last moment of his death which you also inadvertently caused and then you're gonna go on to keep his reputation trashed because you're you keeping the story that he's a coke addict and that he <laughs> was fucking hookers until he died of an overdose and killed himself or whatever right mm-hmm. i mean but you can't really say anything because micro said hey you don't change this story like eventually you know you in the finale the they do rescind it you know well, kim yeah. comes clean everything but, but until but that, that point time, no you, you, there's no way you can. it's like he's a forgotten memory by that point no one cares if his reputation's clean because no mm-hmm. one even probably remembers who he is by then there's a, i mean they already forgot who chuck was there's the a intern. big there's a huge jump where like most of better call saul takes place before any of the actions of breaking bad and then there is the last five or six episodes all take place after breaking Yes. Oh, so, like, okay. there's a huge gap between when Jimmy and Kim see each other, even though they're the leads of Better Call Saul, because there's, like, all of Breaking Bad is, what, like, a year or two? Maybe a year? It was, like, 16 months, they said. Yeah, like, 16 yeah, months, I and then know. a good amount of time after that, because yeah. he's so infamous, so there's a there's a big gap between the end of where that show goes and stops being a prequel and when it starts being an epilogue series, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just so beautifully shot. I mean, it, it's a lot, it's it's very hard to watch sometimes but i mean i've been listening here and there what you guys are saying and like it sounds like i mean it sounds incredible and the the character development sounds out of this fucking world some of the best character development ever but yeah oh, definitely God. i'm like i there's no way i'm in a place where i can understand no. <laughs> understandable, understandable. No yeah. i mean i'm not like said, breaking, breaking bad was that was I, yeah i had to take a break <laughs> no pun intended i had to take mm, a break both of you because i just started when i said it i had to take a break from breaking bad as well because between the last two seasons, I'm just like, especially there's like a pinnacle moment with Jesse in particular where he's enslaved <laughs> to oh, work yeah. for oh, these Nazis. Oh my yeah, fucking god. And that I'm was like, insane. I'm short shirking because I can't, I don't know if I can keep going. I was like, I need a break. I need something happy. I need something cute. That was also like, after he watched like his girlfriend get killed. Yeah, and yeah was, exactly. No, that and was, was forced was, to pull was, the trigger on oh, Gale, which traumatized yeah. him really yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah, dude, he fucking went through it I'm just in like, that short period. Much, of, yeah. That, how much can this boy go through? Like, that seriously. shot of Jesse holding the gun up to the camera right before he shoots Gale lives yep. in my head rent free because the way the camera like break. goes from focusing yeah. on Jesse's yeah. face to focusing on the gun and then it just boom. Yeah. 
And mm. that's the break between season three and four. Like, I couldn't imagine having watched that live. And Gale was definitely one that didn't deserve nope. that in no. Breaking Bad. Nope. No. He wasn't even trying to be greedy. He wasn't in it for the money. He was a like sweet the man. He was actually really like the so hard that's to watch, it. dude. That was... He is uh, the Werner Ziegler for me of yeah. ah, Breaking Bad. Because it's that. like he was at least in the game, unlike Howard, but he's like game adjacent. Because Werner mm-hmm. was just trying to do some engineering, you know, yeah. and, and see his wife. Yeah. Rip, rip Werner, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that really, really, really pulled out long shot where it's like the stars in the sky mm-hmm. and it's just all darkness and you can barely just see the silhouette of Mike and Werner and then he just falls over with the gun. Flare. Ugh. And that's like the Ugh. first innocent person he's killed. Ugh. It is. Yeah. And it's like his best friend um, in that season. Like, they were really about to form a yeah. bond. Of course, did Lalo kill his widow? No. No. No, she's okay, away. You're talking about the conscious decision to not kill her. You're talking okay. about Margaret, right? Like, yes. the, the German woman? No. Yeah, okay. that was actually an interesting wrinkle in Lalo's character, because that's, like, the one time you ever really see him show sympathy to someone. Like, I think he genuinely was trying to woo her in the bar on top of getting information, you know? Like, he was ready to be invited in for a night. I think he was not capping about that part. If I just met him, I would have fucked. I mean, I did it. You can't change. I mean, Lalo's I'm got... Not saying, I'm saying if you met him for the first day, you didn't know all that. His wrist stat is, like, maxed out. It is maximum charisma. I think... I think did you want to go, or...? No, I'm, I'm not remembering that properly. He, he escaped Burns. the house without being seen, but he didn't kill her. So she comes home... Because she forgot something, and he like starts to think about killing her, but then he goes oh, out the window okay, instead. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Other said she met her in a bar. Like what? Yeah, he met her in the bar, and then they go home, and she thinks about inviting him in, and says maybe in another life. But then he just scopes out until she leaves, breaks in, gets evidence as to what this guy was up to, and then okay. that's when she comes back in. And he just dips. But then also, like, why would you fuck the widow of somebody you kind of got killed? He was directly responsible for his death because Lalo was the one that tracked down Werner, and that's what made Gus tell him to pull the trigger. Right, yeah. And then, like, fuck his widow is crazy. Yeah, insane post-mortem flex. (laughs) That's insane. And I fucked your wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's like you die in Halo in the kill cam is him just remarrying your wife he's like yo relax like, <laughs> worse than like pissing on a grave that yeah. is worse than pissing on a grave way worse it, it, oh, but I think see, right? <laughs> it might maybe they show maybe they show maybe sorry I'm short circuiting here maybe Lalo showed a little remorse in that moment because he just witnessed all the people he cared about die in his house and his one-track mind is just to get the chicken man get Gus and then the very next episode he goes on his fucking axe wielding spree <laughs> yeah it's one of those things um, where i don't think because she she's just for information like there's no reason to really kill her exactly and, but the thing what in a juxtapositions with howard because he's a witness to what he's about to do with jimmy and kim mm-hmm. so yeah that's still unfortunate that he had to do it but it's like well we don't need him it's kind of i hate putting it but it it, it made me connect with Cedric Diggory and Harry Potter, he's like, kill that spare. We don't need that. And that's basically what, what happened with Howard. Like, we don't need him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those moments where it's like, no, you know too much. Even though, He doesn't know too much, but he's like, in that moment. He's seen enough. He's seen enough. He's seen his face. It's just like, nah. The widow, she's like, she, well, she's already a widow. I was like, what's she, what's she doing? Like, what, who's she going to do? Like, it's, like, it's just like the one time you ever see him show sympathy. That, you know that and compassion for the people in his house mm-hmm. before they're gunned. Well... 
Yeah, that's true. But then that man also had body doubles living next door in break glass in case of needing dead body doubles. Killing someone so you have dental records to for an alibi. Exactly. That is wild. I was like, oh, thank you for taking care of my teeth. Yeah, I took care of your teeth already. Yeah, the way they slid, slid that in so I'm subtly, like, too. What? <laughs> Again, Survivor. I, I respect hey, man, you Which, by it. the way, when he's in that scene where he's, like, talking to the wife of that person before he kills her, uh, I watched a video on a YouTube sh- uh, channel, I think, called Ological, and he does, like, really, really good breakdowns on Better Call Saul. He was talking about how, like, everything in that moment is reminding Lalo of Chicken, like because he's trying to get to Gus the chicken man and like I think the meal that she's cooking up is chicken and at one point in that scene you hear like actual cluck of chickens outside and it's just like everything in that scene is just like subconsciously making him think about Gus you know it's so cool the way they just like intersperse all that little detail to answer your question from earlier um can I answer Jesus for me season six easily top tier like it's the last three episodes alone but as a whole from start to finish with nacho you go on to the next part uh fuck i just had it what's wrong with my mind today no that's too far up already forget it that's i'll, I'll move on to the next Marie, part. Kim, the it, 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 it's fine it, it's let me move on from start to finish that that season it's already been said but I, I hate repeating stuff it nothing was wasted Everything was just done very well, and it flowed together. It worked together, and it was it, it's a not even a neat, but it was just like here's the finished product, kind of like, you know, like that meme of uh, SpongeBob when he's having that uh, hamburger contest against that god, and he's making all these other crazy <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Then he takes all the time like this is done and it's perfect. That's what that season is for me. It's like yeah, that, you have all those other great shows out there that, that that's really good and interesting. This is done and it's done perfectly. Yeah, it's not a lot, but this is it. It's done. It's wrapped up. You don't have to worry about anything. You can question things. You can go on and talk about it. But no, this story is done. It's like, done, done. Like, can you make another season? No, it's done. This is done. It's kind of hard to make another season. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. this is <laughs> And done. you shouldn't either. 86 it's, seasons, one of each year of Jimmy's sentence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. And then, um, honestly, the first season for Breaking Bad for me. The first be- season? I really enjoyed really? it. It set it up. It set everything up perfectly. That's seen, interesting. I respect that, though. Game. I personally yeah. think that they continue to improve as they go. Like, yeah, go, yeah. like both in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I just think that the quality, like it, like you feel not only the actors settling into their roles and their mm-hmm. chemistry with each other, but you feel the writers like getting their groove with how to mm-hmm. pilot these characters, and you feel like them figuring out where they want to actually take everything, and like the cinematography gets sharper and sharper, mm-hmm. and like. Better Call Saul, they came in season one. Like, season one Better Call Saul looks, just from a purely visual standpoint, uh, miles better than season one Breaking Bad, right? I mean, which, technology. Yeah, yeah which, technology, well, and they have I mean, more to work with, too. They shoot um, Breaking Bad on film, and Better Call Saul was filmed digitally. Which, by the way, a really cool touch is that anytime they go back into the Breaking Bad timeline in BCS, they shoot those scenes on film again. So they just Sweet. really keep that shit consistent, too. But I forgot where I was going with this. No, it's okay. uh, it's just interesting about- that the present is more of a 
Oh, I was saying well, that was it a, just kind of gets better as it goes, and that yeah. the cinematography in season one was like a Better Call Saul was already fucking fire, and that even then, the, so it's like you know, if we're on a mountain, we're continuing to go go up, 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 and here's Breaking Bad, and then they started there with Better Call Saul yes. in terms of writing and yeah, like cinematography yeah. and shit, you know, and then ugh, season six is just like such elevated material. Like that's my favorite season of anything in the franchise. Probably sure. also the best sequel series that's ever existed. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I chose season one because well, like everything cool, you know. truly yeah. grew from that first season of Breaking Bad. Like mm-hmm. it was foundational for sure. Absolutely. I'm just looking back to the, um, to the episodes on Netflix right now on the phone. I was like, man, like Walt went through a fuck ton in that first season and it's only seven episodes. Yeah. That first season yeah, is really short. Yeah. yeah pilot season so a lot of people too talk nowadays about how um breaking bad didn't really get popular with the masses until it was like in season four or five even because of netflix like Mm -hmm. people really started to get into it because you could sit down and watch the whole thing on netflix but you can't do that shit nowadays because if a show isn't popular it's off a streaming Mm -hmm. service in 0.5 seconds right so no shows will ever have that late blooming breaking bad effect anymore because streaming services are so cutthroat with the ratings it's terrible and it doesn't even and it feels so arbitrary on what is and isn't going to save a show because like Lovecraft Country was getting stellar fucking reviews from every reviewer you could think of. The acting was great. The audience reception was great. The reviews were great. One season. And again, it's not like Breaking Bad like stepped it way the fuck up in their later seasons. Like I was saying, it is a steady improvement the whole time. But like the material in season one was already extremely quality. It just didn't have much attention on it, you know? Yeah. It just needed that time for people to get word of mouth and to be like, oh, this shit's actually really good. This also is, it's funny to think about that angle because like, I've told the story before of, like, the worst trip ever when I was in New York and I had that girl that was just, like, a horrible person and I ended up, like, we all separated and we weren't even friends by the end of the vacation we were still on. Like, it was that whole thing. But mm-hmm. the one friend I knew from Cincy that housed me in New York was watching Breaking Bad and it was actually, like, an early episode. It was, like, the episode when Hank is uh, freaking mm-hmm. out in the garage because he's starting to have that PTSD. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, season two. He was like, you gotta watch the show. It's really good. He said to me in 2012 and I was like, I'm going through so much right now. <laughs> like, at, the t- at the time, I was like, I don't even know how I'm getting home from New York and all this other shit. But he earnestly was like, oh. you should watch Breaking Bad, man. This shit's good. And I You're was right. Like, season yeah, two, okay. episode five, Breakage. Damn. Yeah. Season two. Yep. Bro had the stats. Bro had the, Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I just want to point out, I always read episode titles. And yes. sometimes I shouldn't because sometimes an animated spoils stuff. Uh-huh. Like Genkai I mean, dies. they do, but <laughs> the, the death of Genkai. <laughs> that's been Daryl's complaint for years. Like, the titles give stuff away. It's like, that's fair. But I love how they always have multiple meanings in yep. Red Across yes. Song yep. and Breaking Bad. And even with shows like, this is off topic, kind of, but like the whole DC animated universe from the 90s into the early 2000s, their episode titles always meant more than one thing. And I appreciate just the care that goes into every detail yes. in the show because you never know if you're going to be able to complete the whole story. You never know if it's going to get cut. You never know if, say, someone backs out of their contract and you're like, ah, fumbling, what are we going to do with our main character? So it's one of those things, like, at least they, going back to, like, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, when I see the episode time, I'm just like, oh, what this going to mean? Because yep. I get the literal meaning, but it's like, what is it really going to mean? Like, oh, okay. Season six had that whole th- naming scheme where the first part before it skipped ahead to the current timeline was like blank and blank, right? And then it was like wine and roses, fun and games, uh, uh, plan and execution, which Breaking was point. Yeah, point and shoot. Point and yeah, shoot is such a crazy <laughs> fucking name for that episode. Because Lala literally says all you have to do is point. 
Shoot. And it's like, and then plan and execution because like they plan what happens to Howard and then Howard's execution happens and they execute the plan too. Which by the way, that is the best episode in the franchise in my opinion. Like I, I, Ozymandias in Breaking Bad is like, it's, it's a hard, hard competition for sure, which that's the one where Hank dies by the way, uh, Ozymandias. But I think that plan and execution for me is like the most enthralled I've ever been in a single hour of television, right? Because the cliffhanger mm-hmm. you're coming off of from the last episode is Kim hitting that big ass U-turn to make a terrible decision to stop living like the honest life and get her career the honest way and go literally U-turn to scam Howard, right? And then it goes straight into them refilming the scene with getting the cast on the judge Mm -hmm. and like that whole time the camera is like spinning right it's like rotating from a single focal point it just kind of makes you feel that like chaotic energy of everything's happening and it's like as soon as kim rolls up on the scene she's almost like the director of that scene now right which by the way i don't know if you guys knew or not but ray seahorn did direct one of the last episodes in season six john carlo esposito did as well which was really cool that they gave the Mm -hmm. actors a chance to direct a few episodes did ray seahorn direct the episode actually Mm-hmm. Did she direct the episode when she writes down the truth to Howard's widow? Was that the one? No, she it was before that. I think yeah. it was when she runs into Mike in the cafe. With okay. that episode, I could be wrong though. because the episode it's, when it's she a little can, earlier, yeah. Because when she confesses to the widow, and there's just like that two minutes of silence, and then you see her just break down and lose it on mm-hmm. that bus. I, I was. I was, ugly, I was in an ugly. I was in an ugly state. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because she sold it so well, and it's just like. Just the weight of everything that's happened in that entire series and all She's the She's trying grief. to hold it in. And they don't cut it early it. either. They totally linger on her they from like the whole time she's yep. composed to like and she starts to break down. Yeah. Of a complete stranger. They're there. It's just such an emotionally loaded scene. Yup. Yup. Zero dialogue in that scene too. And it is so emotional. Like a lot of some shows recently that have come out that have completed uh like better call Saul's a little earlier but even with like a show like the marvelous mrs mazel and ted lasso they do a really good job of showing stuff telling with facial impressions and it's really minute kind of like structure to an actor's face that not everyone can pull off and be convincing oh yeah and between those three shows in particular i'm just looking like Everything I see is on the screen with no words. It's like mm-hmm. a silent movie. Like I don't need any words because I like I see it in. The, you can see like the wheels turning or the anger in the eyes or the sadness just kind of bleed into the face. Oh, one of my favorite examples of the facial acting is in the episode Wexler versus McGill, where they started off working together on scheming Mesa Verde, right? The bank, and then Kim eventually backs out and is like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But then Jimmy goes through with it anyway, right? And they're in that building, uh, the office, and Jimmy's like rolling the tape, and you see in Ray Seahorn's eyes, like, fury like oh, if she could absolutely. jump over the table and just murder jimmy in that moment oh, yeah. she would like you see it in just her eyes nothing else that's such a crazy level of betrayal in the relationship and their jobs and everything and that's like the first time they have like a huge big fight after that i think too one. yeah they, they go up on that rooftop and i think isn't that when like uh jimmy says like I don't think about Chuck. Chuck was alive. Now he's dead. That's that. Like a lot of uh, mask offing in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's also, well, I know we've been at this for a while, but it's also <laughs> worth noting that um, in the same way that you saw Jimmy shift all the blame and the weight 
of what happened to Chuck onto somebody else. You see Kim doing that to Howard's widow, and that's just fucking crazy. Because mm-hmm. like she's just learning from example. She's like, okay, okay, she learned from the best. You're literally <laughs> responsible for this character's death, and you have not even allowed yourself to process it, and you're fully lying to yourself and gaslighting this other person and believing that they're the reason they died. And then Kim is just like, I can do that too. And better than the source I learned. She literally ends up stepping it up better than Jimmy on several occasions. Like when she ran Lalo out of their apartment the first time because Mm -hmm. Jimmy wasn't about to do shit. He was a fucking lost puppy there. He was like, I'm sorry, Lalo. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. And his (laughs) he had every right to be afraid of Lalo. Yes, he did. But then Kim said, why don't you get your own affairs in order and get the fuck out of my place? And he said, all right, fine. Like, that scene was so intense. I they, I was on the edge of my seat. And then Lalo comes back to their apartment the next time. And you guys know And the know fact that the very next day, they have to go to work like nothing ever happened. Oh, oh the perfect day. The perfect oh, my day. God. We haven't even talked about the montages at all. But the perfect day montage after a Howard's dead. And it's cutting back and forth between, like, Jimmy and Kim going about their work day and Mike cleaning up the mess. Like, specifically, I remember the sequence where they're mopping up the blood, right? And it mm-hmm. cuts to Jimmy eating the eating fucking the, salsa the and nachos. Oh, yes. I was like, there is no way I'm that gonna was, red sauce. That, that was vile. That was vile. But it just speaks to like how good their cuts and editing are in the montages and shit like that. Like they really perfected their craft. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There. No, it's okay. It just I we discussed it of course after the episode was over and we asked each other like could we do that? Could we actually put on a just like the most concrete mask ever i'd have a fluoride stare <laughs> that whole day i think it's one of those things like it would be difficult like internally i'd probably be screaming the whole time what you do last night <laughs> <laughs> i was just chilling but it's one of those things like they're in so deep that you have no choice but to keep the ruse going <laughs> like at that point lives have been lost and um you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, we got to keep moving. We got to keep pushing forward. And I think that started to be another crack in their foundation as well, where it's just like, well, not the final one, I should say, not the last, not the first, but it was definitely the final one where, yeah, they pushed through it. You can see Kim just kind of despondent. They go to the hotel because they're like, we're not sleeping in this apartment. And she's just not talking. She's just kind of, you know a shell of herself kind of like Skyline Breaking Bad and it's one of those things where uh, eventually she like gives him that final kiss like I'm done that breakup scene no words were needed I love you but so what but that so was I, the most painful shit I've ever had to watch. And then it just like jump cuts to him fully into the Saul persona afterwards. Mm-hmm. But like, y- you can tell that they do love each other. But mm-hmm. so what? You and that's know, the only like, time they actually say it to each other. The one yeah. time. The one time. It's like, oh, yeah. Because he's like, oh, everything good. They're in the garage. And she's just not saying anything. Gives him a kiss. Like, oh, boy, it's that's, over. That's a kiss goodbye. It's Jimmy. a kiss goodbye, Jimmy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Just thinking about Kim coming into that series as a completely original character with all the weight of, you know, trying to make a sequel series or a spinoff series to hold up to Breaking Bad and, like, being able to write her as the new love interest and have it be that just iconic, just that unbelievably good of a, of a performance for her, of an arc for her character. Like, it's just... 
this doesn't this does not happen often. No. This no. rarely happens. And she's and, one of those characters too that the writers did not have a plan for like that at the beginning of the show. Like they didn't even really know where to take her and then they started feeling it out and we're like, Okay, love interest for Jimmy and then they're like, Oh wait shit, this girl can act. Like no. same energy as Jesse, where like she was not meant to be as pivotal nope. a character as she was. What She's one saying? of the best written characters in TV. No, I was gonna since it was short on time, that's a great time to pivot. We all keep bringing it up and talking about it. The writing, how important it is to a show, to a character in development, and ah. foreshadowing of, of, of all kinds of events in the show, and like how important that is. Man, what would I really have in this show if they didn't have these writers? What happened? What would, just think. Remember that writer strike back when the that show Heroes was coming out and how I enjoyed that show. Oh, when I Heroes enjoyed was it out, too. Oh, yeah. And then the writer strike happened and I didn't enjoy that show anymore. Oh yeah, because it was piss poor. Yeah, so oh, we don't need these writers. We can get anybody. This is proof in the pudding. You can't get just fucking anybody. Yeah, the at fact all the fact that the writers are the least paid people for a show that is all actual content, run. like millions and millions of dollars to, yep. to the, you know AMC. Billions. And like I briefly touched on earlier, if you scroll through Bob Odenkirk's Twitter right now, it's just literally pictures, pictures, pictures of picket lines. Like Good. he is out there every single day Good. because he's a writer. He started on SNL, right? And he's an actor, so he's yep. a double whammy striking right now. I'm pretty sure if I if he's in both those guilds, like I think he is, and it's just like, you know. Pay your fucking people what they deserve. Yeah, in dollar industry, pay them. There's an actress, so I'm glad. I'm so we're gonna pivot and talk yep. about the writer strike now. Better call Saul. Twelve uh, out of ten would would watch again. Oh yeah, yep. phenomenal. Oh, Twelve yeah, out of ten. I'll never experience another show like and this. And also, I still need yes, to watch El Camino, but well, I'll I... never experience another show like this. Wait, you watch BoJack? Sorry, did y'all watch El Camino? Yes. Of course, I did. I did not. Can can really? I? Do I need to watch it? Uh, you oh, you should. Need you should. to, but you should. It's, is it it's just the, as hard as Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Though? It's only two hours. Uh, it's the weakest of the three properties, like of the three things, but it still is like an eight out of ten in my opinion. And uh, there is some Jesse slavery scenes, which I know you said earlier is touchy for you. So, But yeah, you got to figure out. I mean, if you want to know what happened to Jesse in the end of Breaking Bad, this is where you Does find it, it out. Okay. All right. Because nothing else tells you what happens to Jesse. I mean, they reference it and. Better call. Yeah, song. they bring his name up in the end yeah, of the last are. season. Yeah, uh, and they don't a really. Cameo or two. Say what? Yeah, he had him and uh, Brian Cranston have cameos in flashbacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, but anyways, yeah, writers strike. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I say watch it. It's only two hours. You should watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So recently, we all remember the show Orange Is the New Black. Whether we watched it or didn't. Oh, I didn't talking watch about it. Kimiko. Yeah. So okay. Kimiko, one of the actresses on Orange Is the New Black, who helped. Cast Netflix girl, into black heavyset girl, uh, Asian girl. You're Asian, of, okay, uh, sorry, sorry. Same page. Same somebody else, but like she's yeah. one. I haven't watched Orange Is the New Black, but like this show I'm was of the character tasty. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. This show was so popular that like the reason Netflix is as popular as it is today was because of this show. Yep. And she's posting like videos of her, of her residual checks from the show that got them hundreds of millions of subscribers because that was when the platform was new. Like, that was they like used their to be, flagship. Yeah, they used to rent DVDs. And one send of their them good to. flagships. Yeah, and Orange is the New Black, because like the streaming era hadn't popped off yet. We were like, oh, I didn't know internet TV could be this good. Mm-hmm. We thought, you know, until mm-hmm. it became like a staple, and honestly, at this point, the biggest form of getting TV. Um, but like her residuals from that show that helped put them on the map, she's getting what, maybe twenty seven bucks. What? She's getting dirt. Wow. They're getting shit residuals for that show. And then listed like zeros as amounts next to like a, a cent here, five cent here, dollar here. I'm just like. Oh, I saw um from huh? uh, 
you know uh biff whiff from uh i think you should leave he played like the santa claus and the uh you know him yeah Mm -hmm. um he was posting pictures of his checks that he's getting from like uh i think like disney and stuff like that for like fractions of cents and stuff like that yeah it's crazy like penny one penny yeah zero one penny i'm just like how is this legal and it's one of those things like she's not the only one that's come out and show you know and people are like oh it's a residual you made millions or you had a salary or whatever amount you get every episode you appeared in blah 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 i was like yeah but if i'm done with the series i should be able to get my contract residuals to like live my off of proper royalties still because think about syndicated tv like friends or seinfeld or whatever they get residual checks they get royalty checks and they they're can still eating. they're fine they can, they can still not like it's not like millions no, no, no. It, 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 but it is still enough it, it is to, a like, different time though going. when you had stuff in syndication back on tv you had advertisers still paying for commercial slots which helped with that on streaming they don't have that as much but however you got consistent money coming in Every that's fucking what month. That's what I'm saying. Pay you probably them. get more than you get from advertisers, I would say, from subscribe from millions yeah, of people. Yeah, people are paying like twenty dollars a month now for like Netflix because you can't share accounts. And it's one of those things where they never were hurting for money, especially after the pandemic. You're like so streaming during services, the pandemic. Streaming Shit. services and grocery stores were not hurting not at, at all. all during the pandemic. Y'all at were like all. getting the most money out of anybody because everything else was shut down. Mm-hmm. So you look at places or uh, industries like Netflix and Hulu or whatever, Disney not too. Pay- and Disney too, all of them not paying. It just does like it's not even the option in some people's contracts to even get a royalty check. They're like, this is a one time thing. This is your one time payment and it's over. Move on. Not to if you're going to use my image, I'll go somewhere else. Fuck that. And that's what I'm saying. Like you're still using my image, even if I'm playing a character. That's still me on screen. That people are streaming over and over and over. Why can't I get something <laughs> from that? It is so fucking funny. Using Disney as an example, they keep re-releasing Mickey Mouse shits just so they can keep the rights <laughs> to themselves. This is our image. We own it. This is us. We can do what we want. But people. Oh, that's my face. I'm yours. Oh, no, nigga. That ain't yours. That's all. Yeah, you have more protection on fictional characters than real people. That's kind yeah. of messed up. Let's that's talk, really fucked up. Let's talk about specifically the word image. Because developments we haven't talked about since the last time we recorded as far as what started the SAG after strike. Because now the writers and the actors are on strike. Mm-hmm. The proposal they got for like the actors union is that Extras, who, by the way, are 87% of all of SAG Astra, who make less than $30,000 a year yep. and don't even make enough to qualify for health insurance. No, it's, no they got to make at least $26,000 a year and they don't even make Yeah, they that. make less than $26,000 Living a year. in fucking California. Living in fucking L.A. How mm-hmm. does you... They're in a nice... They're in a box. Not even a nice box. No. No, they're in a wet cardboard box and it's raining hard. Yeah. It's a hard. Hole the top. That's insane. So those people that are already making absolutely nothing and cannot even begin to start making this livable... Their proposal, this is not a joke, was that they would take an extra, they would scan their image, they would pay them oh, a yeah, single day rate up. of working, and they would own the likeness of their image forever. What? No. what? That was literally the proposal, and this is literally the crazy thing That's that happened. That's digital slavery. Yes. And this literally happened in Bojack Horseman, by the way. Yep. It happens in, a, I can't get into the details, yep. but that does happen in Bojack Horseman. But that was... Such an unbelievable ass. Like, when I first read it, I was like, this has to be a lie. Like, there's only so much evil you can do. And then I literally saw it from multiple sources. I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever heard. So, like, instead of you already making fucking, I don't even want to say peanuts, I'll say pe- peanut <laughs> like, dust. With the money that you're you know, getting. Peanut dust, Saeed. Peanut dust. Mm. The shell. 
Yeah. Not even now, no, not even show, just the dust. Your entire career as an extra is wasted because they'll give you three hundred dollars once and like, oh, we can just Photoshop you into whatever we want, and yeah, that's just gonna be it forever. No. That's if crazy. you die, if you object, if you, you end up in the witness protection program, it doesn't matter. We paid you three hundred dollars. No. And they literally thought people would gel with that. Yeah, no. imagine that you are scanned for one day and then you're watching TV and see yourself like murdering babies. <laughs> yeah, you see yourself Thank killing you. kids, yeah, you see fuck? yourself in CSI, you see yourself as a Nazi, and you're just like I did not agree to you're like, this. Babe, what are you a Nazi? Like, I swear to God, Sharon, that's not that's not <laughs> yeah. what I was doing. That may be me, Wait. but that ain't me. That's Doesn't not that, me. Okay. Doesn't that um what is it called? Deep fake cuts that also is an issue in like some videos people will take of someone they know and put in a video using porn but it's like they usually mm-hmm. put their image or their likeness in a video because someone really needs to jerk off to that image i guess or just get revenge even sometimes it's like or just spread misinformation or, exactly yeah. it's like oh i never did we that it's like how pretty convincing like exactly yeah. like how do you even begin to like have the law on your side then it's one of those things where how do you even begin to try to even sue or take legal action against something like that because if I don't sign that means I don't get no money but I'll get a little money and you have my image forever I don't know I don't that's like bullshit. that those like, are my options if, you're God, gonna, if I'm gonna proposed. sell you my likeness forever you don't get to set the fucking price I, we, yeah. agreed yeah. Fully yeah, agree. you do not get to set the fucking price that is a one time sale you better I should oh. never need to work again yeah, thank exactly. you oh how much I want 20 million off top. Okay, I ain't trying to be greedy. I am. I, am. I mean, it's your likeness also, forever. It's my you're likeness forever. And we just yeah. went over what everything they can do with that likeness. No, fuck you. Pay me. You can afford it. You're a multi-billion, damn near trillion dollar industry. Fuck you. Pay me. Oh, I don't want to. Find somebody the fuck else then. Because you ain't getting it from you me. You can sell plasma for $300. Like, you ain't no <laughs> Thank fucking you. way. And I can get that back. Yeah. My body's going to make you more of it. You it back. You own your likeness right there. <laughs> It's one of those things where obviously we're on the side of, you know, the actors and the writers because we wouldn't have content without them. Hello. No. Like, We'd have 45 every- real born episodes for you. Yeah. <laughs> what would we talk about? We can get Chad GPT to write it. No. Uh, you guys remember the AI Seinfeld that got banned for saying slurs on mm-hmm. Twitch? So that didn't what? really work out. <laughs> yeah. There was an AI generated. Uh, version of Seinfeld that just was supposed to stream endlessly. I think it made like a racist or a transphobic joke and it was literally AI generated that and so Twitch banned it. <laughs> it was like non-stop running. Oh and my god. Wow. It did not take very long for it to eventually learn racism. Yeah. Damn. That's not surprising. It's probably looking at the chat being like, oh, <coughs> I like that slur. And then, oh and, then, and then bam, so yeah, replacing your writers with AI, uh, that's probably how that's going to go. They're going to try to get scabs and have people like punch up AI writing. That would be my guess, but hopefully people are, you know, willing to not take those gigs. And also it's already been put on record that the executives are just trying to starve everybody out. Yep. And the whole reason they're striking is because they're fucking starving. Ron Perlman saying there's lots of ways to lose your house is crazy. That was great. <laughs> he's badass for that. I yeah, can't dude. Even lie. Like he's he's on a watch list now though, for yes. sure. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we say things and say, Haha, Mr. FBI man, don't put me on a list. But like Ron Perlman had a mic and a camera in his face and said, person with billions of dollars. There's lots of ways to lose your house. <laughs> he's on. He's on a list. He's on a list. Several, actually. Probably. I mean, but he's not but he's wrong. Famous, so no. no, he's not wrong. How many? How wrong. many billionaires are are there? I don't know, but I know there's a lot more people that ain't billionaires. Mm-hmm. In fact, piss off and enough then, people. 
there's not enough money to protect you on this fucking planet. People were trying to call Ron Perlman like a class trader and shit after that. And it's like, right. do you not understand what? how I... much more money a billion is than a million? Yes. Thank do you, you understand like... what a class trader it, is? Whole, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not in the same class. They're not. <laughs> well, and that's another thing with like when people say eat the rich. It's not like it's not like rich has a different meaning rich that we're yeah. looking at. It's like it's like. The, the people who are like billionaires. Those there's are some, the rich you're talking about NFL, talking NBA about. team ownership like that. Fucking corporation of people. Talking about like yeah. the Koch brothers. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The I mean, Waltons. The Waltons. That we're talking about. hundred billionaires. Just obscene amounts of money. Bob Incompre- Incomprehensible amounts yeah. of money. I think it was Adam Ruins Everything, a TikTok you sent me, where he was talking about if you made $5,000 a day from the time Christopher Columbus made his voyage you would not have a billion dollars and was like 300 years or something like that I, was, I saw the same TikTok yeah. something really like wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. Is, hold up take it how is. many lifetimes to spend that money it is not even spend it to get it, get it. Yeah. and they're giving you 5,000 a day a day. a day you give me 5,000 a day right now it's like dude I'm never gonna have to work like I'm happy I'm good like $5,000 a day oh my Jesus thank you so much we're gonna do this for the next 300 years and you would not even reach one a single billion. Let alone mm-hmm. multiple billions of dollars. And Jeff hundreds. Bezos has how many? How many billions? Yeah, hundreds. Hundreds. Exactly. It's one, of, it's one of those things where obviously my heart goes out to them. And if we don't get anything down the line because of it, I don't care because they need to pay I'm okay their with people. This. I'm a, I, I have DVDs. I got books. I'll be fine. There's plenty here, of shit I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so much out there. And they're not saying don't stream anything. That's not what they're asking people to do. They're just saying like, hey, we're just trying to get better pay for our Just for our support work. us. Actually, Literally just support do, us. Yeah, see do, the movies, do yeah, watch do the see things because it's showing that we do still, like, yeah. we need those things. And it, uh, what was I reading? Something, uh, if you, like, if you, like, no one's calling for a boycott. Specifically right. the opposite. Because mm-hmm. then if they see that, like, numbers are dropping on movies and stuff, they're going to be like, oh, well, you're irrelevant anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you need to go and support those things to push those numbers and prove that they're still... And it's also one of the things when people think of celebrities like actors, prime example, they're like, oh, they got it made, they're good, they got millions, they got the mansion, no. blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. I was like, I don't know if you saw their contracts or not, but there's a reason why a lot of them work well into, like, you know, decades later because they still need the money. And some of them, yeah, they might be a little more richer than others, but a lot of them, like B-list actors or extras or things like that, are yeah. making nothing in comparison. And then you get to the writer's aspect, and you see that list of credits whenever you see a movie or whatever, and you're like, eh, they don't need it. And they don't get, they don't get as much as the actors most of the no. time. Yeah. Just like, you know, VSX artists or animators, they don't get nearly as much. All of us in same, this room like, make more money than, like, extras do. And that's yeah. insane. And it's not, and, and they crazy. sometimes not work as many days, if not more hours than they us. Spend and for so much more effort. So much yep. more. You're spending 12, 14, 16 hour days making content versus, you know, our regular eight or 10 hour day. And it's just like, why are you not making? And people are like, oh, yeah, they're they just being greedy. It's like, they're not, they're trying no. to live. I'm not being can't greedy pay by their asking mortgage. for a proper They can't payment. pay their groceries. And then you got to factor in the fact that everything's more expensive now because of inflation that doesn't need to and be there. And more expensive in LA and California. And then in most of them live in like New York or LA. These are expensive cities to live in, first off. And everything keeps rising in prices like gas, food, rent, mortgage. Like, hello? I like you brought up the celebrities. Uh, let's talk about Wesley Science. What did he go to jail for again? Tax evasion. 
there's some there's some of these actors like, oh, I did this movie for my taxes. I need it. Because if I don't, I'm fucked. Yeah, the taxes mm-hmm. are outrageous. Yeah. Say you made a million dollars on a project. Think about the, how much tax that would be. Look at Nicolas Cage. Look how hard he working. True. Just stay by daylight right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> I'm in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, it just, it's, it's always, a, maybe because I grew up poor. And therefore, I know the value of a dollar and no hard work when I see it or whatever. But even even without that experience and background, where's the empathy or the sympathy or the compassion of like, maybe I would like to pay my bills and have something extra on the side in case life happens, like a medical emergency, your car breaks down, etc. And maybe just maybe I want to take a vacation oh, or eat like an $8 pint of ice cream. What is wrong with that aspect? It's living, and, not just surviving. Yeah, it's yes. live. I don't want to just survive paycheck to paycheck. I want to be able to live. And you have people that try to guilt trip you when you try to treat yourself. And yeah. I, I faced that way too many times. I was like, damn, I can't buy myself a cute shirt for $10. Well, shouldn't you be saving your... I'm going on a tangent. I'm sorry. But it's like... Yes, it's, you're right, though. It's you're one of those things like, shouldn't right. you be saving I've your money? i terrible blah, blah, blah. financial decisions just because I needed something good to... I mean, exactly. we're definitely like, yeah. we're definitely in the era where the world is like On fire. fucked, and <laughs> what's the point of saving up for twenty years yeah. if like climate is not going to hold out that long anyway? You, you know, <laughs> there was that TikTok that's floating around this viral right now where it's like this is in upstate New York. You yep, seen it? I yep. seen it. You I know seen that about. shit. It's an upstate New. Okay, so it's a house that's in upstate New York that sold for like two hundred fifty thousand. No, two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand fucking dollars. No, let me back up. It originally sold for two twenty six. They bought it, flipped it, uh, sold it to another company. They finished flipping it for two hundred fifty thousand. Guess how much that fucking cocksucking house sold for? Actually, if you don't know the, if you don't know the, yeah, everyone that doesn't know the answer, this two bedroom, two bedroom, two bathroom house, too small, two bed, two bath house, very small house, was originally going for like two fifty, like the size of my house. Um, probably smaller. It's a little smaller. Oh, no, it, the layout is different. It's about the same size. We'll say same size. As your same house. size. Originally sold for two fifty, gets flipped and remodeled. How much is the house worth now? Two million. You said upstate New York. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Kieran, you're is two million not the answer? I thought that's what we were saying. <laughs> oh no, two million is not the answer. Oh, um, I say one point five. Not it, Jake. Uh, wait, can, can I get like a high low? No? I mean, that's no, a little unfair to them, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, just ballpark it. Just, just what do you think? All right. I'll what do you say, think? I'll, sh- I'll go over then. I'll say three mil. It, the correct answer is one point two five million. Right? Okay. Oh, yes. So close with one point five. Literally okay. five times the price. Wow. For a two bedroom. For two bed, two, two baths. Yeah. Where is it at again? Like and the 50, redesign of the outside of the house looks ass in comparison to what it used to. Yeah. In it's my like opinion. fifty miles out of New York City. Uh, New York. So 50? it's not like. Yeah, it's not near 50 the city. 50 miles? It's, it's further Not even close. No, it's not. No, Fuck up, that. That's definitely York, upstate. Yes. Yeah. I'm done. No, ain't no way. Ain't no... what? It's beautiful up there. It's it not. is. 1.5 million. But I'm, not, beautiful. but I'm not even paying for a location at that point. No. I'm not even in the heart of the city for that no. kind of price. Exactly. So, no. If I'm not literally a subway train away by five minutes or less, I'm not paying that. No, Get New York is all up mind. here and that'd be like in Dayton. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. No. Like, no, I'm I'm cool. Like, I'm not doing that. And it's insanity that people can get away with stuff like that. This house, no no house is worth a two-bedroom, two-bath. It's not even five? Two-car garage? Be is there a garage? Uh, no. I don't think there was no, a garage. No, there was no garage, no driveway. Nope. 
No. No. Street Nothing. parking. Street, street parking for one point four million dollars. No. 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 It should be fucking Hell. illegal at that price. I mean, now I mean New York. Even well, obviously you know I went earlier, but like New York <sighs> is in a lot of uh, the press because obviously the housing situation as far as like how much it costs but there's so many luxury buildings that no one can afford to live in and i mean no one can afford to live in there's another tiktoker that was just like uh i think it's hudson yard he was like literally this building is 85 percent unoccupied because no one can afford to live here and he walks in there frequently and just does tiktoks just like walking through the building going to like abandoned parts of the building it's new it's shiny it's luxury it's i don't know four or five thousand a month or whatever no one can afford to live there so people don't live there it's like those uh cities in china that they rush to build with all those fucking skyscrapers that no one can afford over there either you have fucking ghosts like two or three ghost cities over there that no one can afford jesus that's just a waste of time you, to build and, and resources and just make it affordable so people you got a billion people over there make it affordable for people to live there hello like some of these cities are so congested with people. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like, like you're gonna make money no matter coin. what. You're gonna get money regardless because you have a lot of people. So you think of places like New York City or LA where there's millions upon millions of people living there. You're going to make money regardless. Quit being so greedy about it though. Because if you're relying on that one person that has maybe a million dollars to like throw at a house, okay, sure. But you will have more reliable income of someone that's making half that or even a quarter of that because. You know, They'll, you'll get you, your money. You get your money. It was it, that's why it pissed me off. They raised the rent where we used to live. I'm like, you were already making good money on this property. Yep, and you, you didn't, didn't invest you did anything in it, it. But you're trying to change our rent you to over a hundred more dollars. Mm-hmm. That's Bye. all you did. Like the building, like where I am right now, the vacant units for the same fucking layout as what I'm paying are going for like another 175 more than what I'm paying. No. For like the new residents coming in for the no. same shit that I'm not paying. No. Holy shit. For a one motherfucking bedroom. No. In Cincinnati, no. 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 Nope. No. This is like a. I think I have a fair price. I'm not going. Now, I don't mind paying the price I pay because, like, obviously, the nightlife we have is very nearby. I have the view, I have the pool. I'm fine paying the price I'm paying. But, like, charging people straight up an extra 150 to start living here, they don't have a price to compare it to because they don't know just because and clearly if you look at my fucking walls over there they're not that invested in renovating the place Mm-mm. um yep yeah mm-hmm. this place is bought and paid for they're only paying the taxes on this place this yeah place a lot of not new. a lot of these properties are already paid for you're just paying property and that's not the same as you know a mortgage so it's not it's less. less it's mm-hmm. less so why you're you paying the taxes and the insurance three three units no sorry let's be generous Maybe six units pay for that out of this entire build. Out of all these buildings. The upkeep as well. Yeah. Yeah. Six. So, yeah. The rest is pure profit. As we often say, and let's make it very clear where we stand on the off chance we need it to. If you've never heard anything we've ever said before, (laughs) fuck billionaires, fuck landlords, you know, fuck these corporations. Fuck Fuck the police while we're at it. Why not? Fuck them. Big part of my therapy work is that, is dealing with shit that they've done to me. So. They can kiss my ass. <laughs> and Virginia, you made a delicious brownie for everybody. Oh, Thank you, you for that. They were lovely. Shout out to Virginia's brownies and not the police. But <laughs> 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 well, no, to wrap it up, it's 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 interesting that our generation has gone through two writer strikes. Yeah, what the fuck, man? And it's like, so y'all didn't learn from the first time. Well, they kind of learned because they got like benefits and healthcare, but it's like. 
you're still exploiting people and that's why they're back out there and you're looking like oh i don't get it it's like how do you not get it you guys want more money how dare you gee whiz i would love to have more money bitch you a multi-billionaire you can afford it you know how hard i work to get a raise at my job I had to be there nine years to make what I'm making right now, and they had the nerve to give me a raise this year of a quarter. I'm a, not joking. That's the Burger King raise like, I used to get. Why did you even bother with this? After four hours, I get a dollar. Like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. after tax, I don't see this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it mm, it really burns my biscuits. But, it, it, no, it really. <laughs> oh. It, oh. <laughs> Old and definitely not one that last voice. time even oh louder old. Oh, I'm trying to lighten it. My <laughs> I, I'm just so that frustrated. really churned my butter <laughs> even older. That'd be a cool skill to know, but churning butter. Yeah, girl, ain't no big muscles. You're well, gonna be strong as shit. Well, you know, just in case. You know. In case you need to make butter from scratch. Jedediah oh, is gonna be looking out for you. What are those people called? The um, <laughs> Amish. Amish. Them Amish folks must have some serious kung fu grip. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, put the <laughs> Amish folk in the UFC. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Maybe throwing cows and shit. <laughs> Jesus. Hell, fuck you up. <laughs> Truly <sighs> farm strong. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta yeah. go to bed. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. We're done. All right. <laughs> oh shit, it's eleven thirty. All right, guys. Well, we be talking. We yeah. always be talking. Uh, hope you enjoyed. See you in two weeks. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on the yep. pod. Thank you, Jay, for coming out to the pod. Yeah. As always, it was a lot of fun. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Shonen Chumps, send us an email to gmail.com dot Chumps always love to hear from our fans. Shown it with a U. Yeah, shown it with a U. Uh, anybody else want to add anything to it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to do the other part to it. What was the other part? Oh, in, I did it. You in the hood now, baby. Okay, good. Watch okay. Oshinoko. I'm talking to the people in the room more so than the people in the podcast. <laughs> now that but watch Oshinoko. Done, we can move on. Indeed. I do thoroughly. I'm I'm on your side. I just I'm not caught up, but I, I love it. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs>